under pressure and always in control. He's one brother who works undercover. It ain't no thing. But when a dangerous criminal needs to be stopped, get me undercover, brother. He's the one to call. Welcome to the brotherhood. Blackness confirmed. You got so. His mission to infiltrate the enemy. It's gonna be a very dangerous assignment. You're gonna have to think and act just like an uptight white man with a country club membership. May I help you? Jackson. Anton Jackson. And no, I'm not one of the Jackson Bod. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to unleash our secret weapon. Wow. I call it Black Man's Kryptonite. <laughs> what the hell? Penelope Snow, would you like to be my friend? Oh. What are you doing with that girl? Nothing relaxes a brother after a hard day of going undercover like a little piece of... Now, he's taking it to the streets. <laughs> and taking it to the sheets. What happened to you? He had sex with a white girl, that's what. Oh, was it everything oh, I dreamed oh, of? Excuse me. No, no man, you can't be doing that. That's white she-devil. Get him! Come on, baby, come on! Oh, she's From Universal Pictures and Imagine Entertainment. Damn, that girl gets a ring. Comes a brother. Oh! Oh, that ain't right. Like no other. Wow! I feel good. Eddie Griffin is... You mess with the fro, you got to go. Undercover brother. Would you stop fooling around? Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World Presents Hood Classics. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on, good sir? Eddie Griffin is undercover brother. <laughs> Boy, I have never seen the trailer to this movie. And it's hilarious just hearing that voice because you will never hear that voice say that name again. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, like I said before, that man just did trailers. And you heard his voice for a very long time. And we don't do trailers like that anymore. Yeah, that, these, just going back and looking at old trailers and for this and other trailers, I'm just like, wow. Like they were really bad, but I get it at the time they won't. They were good were they, for that time. Were they bad or were they kind of like just a time of his, you know, a sign of his time? Yeah, a sign of his time. A sign of his yeah. time. Yeah, just they were just just jaw dropping looking at them now in twenty twenty one, just like uh, oh shit, that was the trailer. But I mean, it was what it was. I would say this on the flip side of that, a movie like this would never count in the theaters in twenty twenty one. Oh it no! Give you on Amazon Prime with the quickness. Yeah, it'll get some type of streaming uh, Netflix somewhere on there, something like that. Uh, yeah, this movie. Um, Eddie Griffin, Chris Catan, Denise Richards, uh, Che McBride, Neil Patrick Harris, Billy D. Williams. <clears throat> <laughs> you skipping somebody? Uh who am I skipping? Shahid? You skipping one of the people on the cover? Eddie Griffin? No. There's three people on the cover. You mentioned Eddie Griffin. You mentioned yeah. Denise Richards. It's like it's the third person. Oh, um, uh, oh my goodness. Oh, 
Oh, I can't think of her first. What's her? Hold on. I gotta Audrey New Ellis. There you go. Wow. That woman has been nominated for an Emmy. She's had a long career, and you doing the same thing <laughs> they're doing. <laughs> tell, tell people, just in case they don't know, what were you talking about as far as the cover goes? How you had the cover of the film. You got three people on the cover. You got three names, but Anjanou's Ellis' name is on the cover because you got Chris Kattan's name on there. And he's not on the cover. I, was like, I didn't notice that until you said it. I never noticed that until you said it. Mm-hmm. That's disrespectful. It really is. And that was disrespectful for me to uh, forget her name. I cannot forget Sister Girl. Uh, mm-hmm. What was the first time that you saw this film? In the theater. See, I didn't see it in the theater. And I was when you went, if you can remember, was it a, was it a packed? Was it a hat? You know, how was the theater's uh It's 19 years ago. Ah. <laughs> I don't I don't remember if it was packed or not. I remember seeing this in the theater. Um I remember enjoying it in the theater. And I know I enjoyed it because I brought it on DVD. And I still had the DVD. Not the Blu-ray, not the 4K, DVD. This movie is night. This movie came out in 2002. So it's 19 years old. Uh, you know, the strange thing about around that time, 2002, 2003, I would do blind buys with DVDs. So I, I know I picked this up and I, and I just don't know if I watched it immediately, but I know when I did watch it, I was like, how did I not go to the movies and go see this? And yeah, I was like, there's a few DVDs I still have. I have this. I have Baby Boy. <laughs> I have I have Road to Perdition. Um, what else? I think I, it's a couple. Those are ones off the head I know I have. Like it ain't a lot because I've kind of like. And now when I say DVDs, I don't even have the cases anymore. I just got the DVDs. I threw the cases away a long time. Oh yeah, Rush Hour Two. I still got that DVD. And the first Lord of the Rings. Good lord! <laughs> like I don't have the case. Like I, I've moved. Like now I got Blu-rays, 4Ks. I still got a lot of DVDs. But no, it's funny thinking about this movie because the only reason it worked is two reasons. Well, it's two reasons. One, it has a lot of talent, both in front of the camera and behind the camera. Like Malcolm Lee, who is Spike Lee's cousin, who's directed a lot of black things. Uh, the best man. Movie. Like it basically, if you've seen any black movie that has some type of comedy in the past twenty years, it's yeah. a good chance he directed it. Oh, he was a involved. In. Chance. Let's look at you know, Best Man, Best Man Holiday, Roll Bounce, Girls Trip, Soul Man, Scary Movie, Night School, Roscoe Jenkins. Underrated movie. Another underrated one. He's, you know, he's directing Space Jam. So he's at, you know, I didn't realize he was Spike Lee's cousin. I didn't know that till a while back. I looked, I'm sorry. I never, I never thought about it till like, you know, like I found out a few years ago. I'm like, oh, okay. Makes so sense. that kind of makes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he's at, and John Ridley wrote it. John Ridley's had a very successful writing career. Yeah, I think you you hit it right on the head with one of the things is just as far as the talent involved in the movie. And everybody just like everybody seemed like they're having fun. That seemed like you it was a, know what other, 
if people are curious what other movie he might be responsible for, he wrote 12 Years a Slave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. That's how okay. much. Yeah. It's like, imagine the man that wrote Undercover Brother wrote that too. That's yes. interesting. He wrote U-Turn. He wrote Three Kings. Uh, what was that? Three Kings. The Ice Cube joint? Ice, the, yeah. It's funny. The movie with George Clooney and Walt Wahlberg <laughs> called the Ice Cube joint. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that. Um, yeah, that's episodes of like, you know, Justice League, American Crime, Godfather, you know, directed Godfather Heart. Like he's had a very long career. So they had talent, you know, there behind the camera. They had money. And the talent they had in front of the camera is just kind of they hit everybody like around a, a, either, the, you know, right before, like right at their peak or when they were coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking Eddie Griffith, that was right in his short run, I would say. I think Chris Kattan was just, I don't, I'm not going to say he was just coming off of uh, SNL. Yeah, I mean, he was just coming off. like He his, was? He was just coming off of, like, you know, he finished around around that time. Or he might have he might have either just finished or was about to finish. Mm, okay. And it's a funny thing where he talked about um, people made fun of him at Dance with the Stars. He showed up like 2017. He's like, yeah, I've had a bad back for 10 years. I got hurt in 2001. I had five back surgeries. Good Lord. Five. So is that what um, kind of like derailed his career? The back, the back injury? I mean, it might have. I mean, I don't, he, I don't know. It's kind of like the people post SNL you know, it's kind of like hit or miss. That yeah, and everybody ain't Will Ferrell, so just put it that way. It's kind of like it, it is what it is. So, but it caught him right at like you know, as as popular as he gonna be is around this time. Denise Richards still, you know, I think she's still more as Denise Richards and not Charlie Scene's husband yet. Mm. I think it's still kind of like you know her her peak, you know. You know, Starship Troopers came out a while ago. Wild Things came out a while ago, but she was still a name. The fact that she's on the cover and she's like the third name mentioned in the credits. Um, Anjanou Ellis was already in like um, Man of Honor with Cuba Good and Robert De Niro. And she's had a very interesting career. It's kind of like she's had this career like Courtney B. Vance where you you know her face, but you may not know her name. But she's done a lot of stuff you've probably seen. And she's still working. A lot of stuff. And it's hard to be a black woman that can be a sex symbol, but not look as a sex symbol to have a long career. Yeah. A lot of times you kind of like you hit a certain level and if you don't fit your niche, you kind of fizzle out. And her niche is I can play whatever role. I, I'm a utility player. I can fit in any slot and be well, and be good at it. You know, what was inter- interesting for me, Che uh, McBride. Anytime I see him do comedy, it's, it's just, I wouldn't expect it, but he's really good at it. But it's funny where most of the stuff you probably remember him from is comedy. Like, he's a serious man, but he's funny. And he's also somebody where it's like, you may not know his name, but he's also been a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, you start, he started off doing a real bad TV show. Gets on a real good TV show, 
and then does movies. Wait a minute, what was the bad TV show? That Desmond Pfeiffer show on UPN when he was like a um, a slave for one of the presidents. Oh, good lord! Okay, yeah, that one that never really, really, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, never mind. Good yeah. lord, I forgot he was uh in that movie. I mean, in that TV show, shit. And then he was like a that, that teacher show. He's a principal on yeah. Fox. That's the yeah. one I used to watch. I was like, no, that was kind of good. Yeah, it dealt with and some then- heavy themes at the time. I, it was kind of. Weird, they you know they were a little bit ahead of their time with that TV show, and then he jumped into you know jumped into movies, and he was very good at movies for a long time. <laughs> no, then and now he's also you know now he went on t- then he went back to TV because that's where the money at. Yeah, um, clearly, and uh, and then it's it's two it's well before we get to two big names. <sighs> It's funny, you know, you see the guy who plays Smart Brother, Gary Williams, and you don't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. People probably know who he is without knowing who he is. If you watch the Boondocks, you know exactly who he is. You know who he is? Is he supposed to be the neighbor? No, he's Uncle Ruckus. That's Uncle Ruckus? That's Uncle Ruckus. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Oh, you truths out here. <laughs> off the I did <laughs> not know that shit. That is that is Uncle Ruckus. He was also in the second Ninja Turtles movie. Wow. I, played, I forgot if he even played Bebop or Rocksteady. He played one of them. Seamus played the other. Yes, yeah, also him. Okay. You blew my mind today because uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, so. I, you'd be surprised because it's always funny because I see because you see him all, you know, you know, jovial and happy and everything and goofy. And it's like, wait. That voice, that uncle, you know, when you're a talented voice actor, yeah, I like that. And there, when I say talented voice actor, I mean sometimes it's like talented where your voice just hits the right. Keith David just has a voice made for voice acting because I can sound growly voice. You know, he can just growl. When you have a low voice, you hit certain tones, you can growl, and you can do that. But some people have awesome voice acting where their voice can modulate and put whatever role they're doing. Like if you like Mark Hamill's example, there's no way in the world you go up on Star Wars watching Luke Skywalker and then like one day think, oh yeah, he's gonna be the best Joker we ever had. Yeah, like you true. wouldn't think that. Yeah, I wouldn't. But think. it kind of like when it, it hits, it hits. So, but the two elephants in the room <laughs> are Dave Chappelle and Neil <laughs> Patrick Harris. <laughs> All right, first and foremost, Dave Chappelle did not read the script. They just do what you do, Dave. Just do what you do. Um, yeah, it's interesting because you got Doogie Hauser and you got Chappelle, who quite, as far as movies went, was Miss. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I mean, Half Baked is a cult classic, but and Blue Streak was, you know, he has moments with Martin, you know, Mark you know, putting him in movies. I mean, he got in like Con Air's kind of like, yeah. they didn't realize what they had. Cause he would have, they would they said they would have gave him more. It's kind of like they, it's almost kind of like Chris Rock in his early movie career, where it's kind of like, we don't, ha- we know he's talented, but we don't know how to use it. And that normally happens when you have white people directing black comedy. Mm hmm. It's it, like the Fisher Man thing. Oh, I don't know what this is. Oh, but keep it going. Like it's one of those type of shit. Like you know, go do your thing. It's like you have a black quarterback. You know, instead of making the offense fit him, it's like go run around. 
just yeah. make just do, you know do what you do for two minutes and we'll we'll hit you know we'll hit cut and this yeah and this movie is just kind of like <laughs> do your thing okay we know you funny your thing <laughs> prime example of Dave Chappelle the first time we hear him say anything is this oh shit it's Mason Gray with poke top sideburns <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> Mason Gray was catching strings <laughs> for no reason she just mind her business showing up on Spider-Man and now she gotta deal with jokes like this that bitch said, oh shit, it's Macy Gray with pork chop sideburns. The Good man lord. Said George Washington Carver made the first computer out of a peanut. <laughs> That's all you need to know about what type of character you're playing. Got the koofy on. He a whole tip. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good. Good, come from- oh, good lord. Come from the Anglo Saxon one. Like, if you have been on Twitter and you see any of those. Black Hebrew Israelites are hope taps and those talk that nonsense about alkaline water and sea moss. You know Dave Chappelle's character. Yeah. And the funny thing is, you really didn't see a lot of those characters like a mainstream, like movies that white people see. Mm-hmm. So they're always wondering, like we've seen people like Dave Chappelle. I wonder how you are if you're white and do you, you see Dave Chappelle. Do you get it? Or you know what I mean? Do you Grasp what's going on, or, just, or you just like I'm just laughing because everybody else is laughing. Actually, wearing a koofy. <laughs> uh, no, and Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, he was good. Doogie, Doogie, he stopped doing Doogie Howser. Like, you know what? I'm gonna kill this Doogie Howser shit. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> did. It seemed like every role he took was to murder the idea or play off the fact that he was Doogie Howser. Because this is. He had this Starship Troopers, um, but this is kind of like, around, I want to say, is it before around the same time he started doing Harold and Kumar movies and before How I Met Your Mother? But it's kind of like, Neil, he's just hilarious. It's like, you know, I'm the white guy around a whole bunch of black people. Mm-hmm. And, and he knew how to play it. Like, I'm the, I'm the affirmative action here. So it's like, okay, I have to play it that way. Okay. And it, it wasn't like distasteful. And it's funny, like some jokes you will only know if you run a time frame, like it looked like the source of wars around here. <laughs> That's a joke that we'll get because we know exactly what the source of wars was. And it, the funny thing about it was kind of like, yeah, if you don't know, that joke doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's like, it's what? Like, there's jokes like that where the jokes fit. And you know why the movie works? Because they, they know it's funny, but they play it straight. Yeah. Yeah, every everything they everything pretty much is played straight. I would say 90 percent. The jokes are the jokes, and they know the jokes are the jokes, but they know how the movie. But they don't. It's like, like I said before, Undercover Brothers, Darkwing Duck, where people laugh at him, but they acknowledge that he's effective. Yeah, Eddie Griffin is kind of like this guy dresses like he in the seventies, dressed in a Cadillac, got an eight track tape, like he looks ridiculous, but he gets stuff done, mm-hmm. and they acknowledge that they get stuff done. They treat him like he's a threat, not like you know, it ain't like oh he's slipping on a banana peel and keep you know, it ain't like it ain't, yeah, it's some goofy shit. <laughs> it's like he is actively doing things to get the job done, make stuff work. Like yeah, he looks like a goofball, but he cool. Like, you know, he doing this silly shit, but women falling in love with him. Mm. And Eddie Griffin, I'm trying to think. 
it's not a lot of people who could play that role because Eddie Griffin got that old school look anyway. Whereas like everybody got an uncle or cousin that looks or acts like Eddie Griffin. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of nobody around that time who could have, you know, did what he did. But at the same time, he's charismatic enough and confident enough where it's like you can believe him. Because it's looking back like this movie should not work. No, it absolutely shouldn't. Like it's a black exploitation movie set in a present time. That shouldn't work. Nope. Like Black Dynamite works because it's a black exploitation movie made in its time, but it's still set in a black exploitation era. And they just run with it. This is kind of like we take in the 70s and bring it in the 2000s. And he's the only one. It ain't like he's stuck in a time machine because it's like he know how technology works. <laughs> yeah, he, he just, just like doing his old school stuff. Ain't yeah. Like, oh, what's this? What's this? A, a DVD player? I've never seen it before. Like he knows that. He's just kind of like. He rocking what he rocking. Yeah, I'm doing it's kind of like us, where it's like you know, we all got you know, we were wherever age where we used to have Walkmans, went to Discmans, went to you know iPods, and now everything on the phone. And I know how to use all that stuff, and I'm still listening to music that came out in the '90s. I mean, I listen to stuff that come out 2021, but I'm working out. I'm listening to stuff that I know more than stuff that I don't know. It's not like I don't know how to use new stuff. I just like the old stuff. Yeah, that's he, him. He definitely likes the old stuff. He likes to keep it classic. Hmm. Uh, and it, I, it I'm just, for. I'm just trying to because the movie made money. That's that's they ain't one of the things when the movie always oh, came out and didn't make. It got his money back and more. So it's kind of like, damn, you know, people actually got it. Because I know people now, you know, even when we say we was doing the movie, like, oh, that's one of my favorite movies, or oh, I love that movie. You know, whatever it may be, and it's like I don't know if you want to call it a cult classic, but it's just like I one mean, of those things yeah, that you know, you know. Like, I would say that because it was like you know, seventy-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a high number for a black movie. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, because it's like normally people don't, you know, black movies on Rotten Tomatoes tend not to do well unless they unless they're very good. Because like white people don't know how to look at black comedy, and this is kind of. They do. And they get it. And for the longest time, they talked about doing a sequel. You used to hear rumors and anything like this. And then. <laughs> we got a sequel, all right. We got a sequel. And good Lord. <laughs> I tried. I already knew. I'm like, all right, ain't nobody from the original one in this. But it's Michael J. White. I don't want, like Michael J. White. I don't want to see Black Dynamite like this. 10 minutes. And then he banished himself. Mm-hmm. You know what? Stop. You want? Do you wish to get Netflix? You wish to continue? Nope. I do not. I don't think I will. I, I'm so glad. I'm so that's one of the movies I can rarely say we both stopped at the same time. I was like, oh no, what's happening? He's gone. Oh, okay, never mind. Netflix was good with that. That whole <laughs> we're gonna make a sequel is not related to nothing. <laughs> they did that with Inside Man. I'm like, what is this? Oh, he did. He's the he's the sister. She's the sister of Clive Owen's character, and he's the cousin of Denzel's. I'm like, no, come on now, because and it works because like, oh, I like the inside. I like inside man. I like undercover brother. It's more of it. Mm-hmm. It's like nah. Looks is like yeah. Now we just put a name. We just put the name on it. A rope you and hope you stay. Yeah. And, <sighs> yeah. And it just seemed like Eddie Griffin just kind of drifted away. 
Like, I know he's still I think, he, I think his whole thing was he's too raw for Hollywood. Oh, clearly. I've seen some yeah. of his old interviews, and he does not and hold anything I back. I see his current stuff now, and it's kind of like, you know, you got to play a certain game, and he was kind of like, E40, I'm going to be me. Mm, yeah. And I'll be, I'm fine in my lane doing what I'm doing. Like, certain people, like, you know, Steve Harvey, such a such an entertainer, yeah, I can smooth things out and do my thing for Hollywood to take me in and feel comfortable. You can still laugh at me, and I'm like, I'm like Sinbad, I'm comfortable. Cat Williams, nah. Tracy, Tracy Morgan, no. It's like you taking them on their merit. You either will like them, like Tracy yeah. Morgan is beloved, but he ain't changed. It's no, like, no, it's no. like basically like you gonna like basically you gonna like me for me or you're not gonna like me. I ain't changing for nothing. And Eddie Griffin that whole boat, like I'm fine with my life. I'm not changing. I ain't I'm not doing it your way. And you know the dirty secret about comedians that become actors? Unless you fit a certain look, you're always gonna be in a niche. Yeah, that's true. Cause it's like unless you Eddie Murphy, like if you can look like a leading man, you got a chance. But if not, they because they always gonna laugh at you. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could be a star, like Kevin Hart is a movie yeah. star. But it's always he's always gonna be no matter how many times he hit the gym, he's always gonna be what five foot six, and he's gonna be the guy you laugh at. Like it's gonna be a limit. Like he may do serious stuff where it's kind of like it's a limit. If you're not Eddie Murphy or you're not Chris Tucker, where it's like you can look serious. They're never going to treat you serious. You can have a long career. You can be like Martin Lawrence, be super successful or anything like that. But it's kind of like it's a limit. And it's not just black actors. It's white actors, too. Yeah, I would say the same. Because if you just look at the movies that Kevin Hart's done, this filmography right now, it's maybe one or two serious movies. And then the rest of them is like, okay, ensemble or that weird movies like 35 and ticking that just came out of nowhere or straight to dvd or whatever so yeah 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 but that was before the, the fame before he made big big one more thing before we jump to the movie apparently denise richards said that on the cover they had to digitally enhance her curves because her butt is not as big as they made it out to be um i guess i don't know that's what she claims. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it would not be the first time. I, I mean, I don't know because it's been a while since I remember how Denise. I mean, Denise Bishop is, is a very attractive woman, but I don't remember how she that shit looked back then. I know they did that to Karen Knightley. Yeah, I can. When they called her King Arthur, they they kind of upped her cup size. She yeah, they like, probably no. did. Uh, if they, I, I'm, I don't think she lied about. It. They probably did because I remember. But it's. I don't know. You don't know why. It's. It's easy to think that now, because we're thinking about beauty standards now. Beauty standards weren't the same for white women back then. Um, man, I remember they used to joke on J Lo, but but that's J Lo. I get it, but what I'm saying but is was, that was yeah, a and they, that was a big joke. They, yeah, and a lot of times the joke was no J Lo kind of they made big busts in the mainstream, like yeah, right, whatever. But it was kind of like it wasn't a whole thing. Like white women weren't necessarily trying to get curves. Till Kim Kardashian came and blew up. Okay. Like people had curves, but it was like the whole thing. Like you know, like Jessica Bill. People used to make fun of Jessica Bill for having a big butt. You know, yeah, they was big, they, big they would get choked on. It wasn't this whole like that's goals. Like it didn't become goals till later. And then it's like the whole Brazilian butt lift and spanks and we doing squats and yeah. 
it's and it's funny where we got real off topic. Like curves used to be a, <laughs> no curves used to be a thing with women. I mean, all races up until like the eighties. Because the you look at the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, they was all like, yes, I'm enjoy being curvy. Like that was the thing. And then the eighties came and it's like, nah, I want like I, I'm I'm I want like look like I sleep in cocaine. Good lord. And have big shoulder pads on my my dresses. And it was like that <laughs> in the eighties, and it was like that in the nineties, and then it start coming back in like the two thousands. Yeah, now everybody uh, loves mm-hmm. booty. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. That works. So synopsis of the movie: Undercover brother, an out of time secret crime fighter, is recruited by the Brotherhood to stop the machinations of the man. <laughs> who has brainwashed presidential candidate Warren Boutwell and plans to use the same mind altering device to stymie and stop the rise of black culture. Oh, yes, Warren Boutwell played by Billy D. Williams. We cannot forget about <laughs> Billy D. Williams. And if all the jokes, most of the jokes involving Undercover Brother comes from Billy D. Williams. <laughs> He ain't even funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I got mad when you posted that clip, and I wasn't really mad at you. Every time I think about the General's Fried Chicken commercial, I just I laugh while rolling my eyes. And you have and like every once or twice a year, it'll come up on the timeline. People are like, yeah, they know, and it's like, I was like, wow. Nappy Bill. Y'all don't understand. Y'all gotta understand. Billy D. Williams. I remember that man from Colt 45. Clean, crisp takes of that Colt 45. Now, you know, he used to do the beer commercials. And then just to see him doing this, is it was just I couldn't stop laughing because it's insane. They went from wait, you going from being president to running the chicken joint? <laughs> First question. Second question. What do you think the black community think? What's the you know what the third question is? What would it be side this? Hey, and when they asked the second well no, I think it was uh after they asked the first question, he said, uh, surrender colonel, here comes the general. He was saying catchphrases. Lord. <laughs> and the why I, it's hilarious is because you could picture him that being on like a press conference in real life and the same thing happening going to like it's like well, what about the you know you sure about this and if you're like all right you sure we're gonna roll with it <laughs> and as it's going on only person that's excited is Dave Chappelle sweet potato pie he licking his lips too. oh ooh. <laughs> so let's get in, yeah let's get in the movie so. The movie breaks down talking about how black culture made these made progress in civil rights and entertainment during the 60s and 70s. It shows clips of, you know, Jesse Jackson, James Brown, you know, black, the Black Panthers and everything. You know, it's like black people in the come up. And then we lost our way in the 80s. It showed like the 80s and 90s show, you know, white people dancing, corny with black people. Mr. T, Steve Urkel. With his laugh and Dennis Rodman. And it's like, yeah, this was written by somebody who, who treated certain black people like sellouts. 
<laughs> I, I'm not sure what Steve Urkel had to do with it, but uh, okay. Oh, you know what Steve Urkel had to do with it. We all know. Let's not like. It's just a kind. Is this the time to have the Steve Urkel conversation? No, it's not. You sure? Yeah, it's not. I think it, it. I think it will be a time to talk about that seriously, but now nah, it's not. Nah, no, we can talk about it for thirty seconds. You know, Steve Urkel was in there because come on now, like he was very proud. He was annoying. This man was a maniac that just shows up at people's <sighs> houses, just fitting the wrong type. It's kind of like when I'm as I when I was younger. I was like, this is funny, but it seemed annoying. Even when I, I was at the age where I was like, I don't, you know, this, I wasn't young enough to just laugh at Steve Urkel. I knew Steve Urkel was funny, but I was like, it ain't that funny. It's kind of annoying. And then you get older. It's like, this is like, this man's a maniac. It only got worse as they got older. Yeah. And not only that, it's kind of like the character he's playing is like, you know, you gotta play up. You gotta do all this to be loved, cause these white people love Steve Urkel. I swear to God. Yeah, he had a cartoon. We had an Urkel doll, and the show wasn't even about him. And they made the show about, show about him. him. Yeah, everything was pretty much similar around him. And that- it's like you know he can't. No matter what he does, he's trying to do other stuff. He can't escape that. But it's just this whole thing. It's kind of like you know you go from what's happening to that. Yeah, it was it was eye opening. I mean, it, he got pushed because he was blackened, but he was non threatening. So they just rolled it, rolled the wave of, yeah, Steve Urkel. He had his own fucking cartoon. You really just yes. had to remind me of that shit. So there's this a point saying that all these events, random events, is controlled by the man. I want you. Oh. Sorry. So yes, it's a secret organization that's there. It's funny, like it's funny. Saying that, because you know, people always talk about secret organizations. You know, I always tell people, no, you know, I always tell people, you know, why I don't worry about conspiracy theories? Because most people do things in plain sight and y'all too dumb to look. They don't gotta, like, you don't have to hide most of the stuff you do. They just do it. People just don't pay attention. I mean, there's, yeah, there's truth to that. And I kind of learned that because I used to be a part where it's like, I don't pay attention. Like I was kind of like, I go with the flow and then pay attention. So the more the more you pay attention to things, the more you realize how you don't have to hide stuff. People just don't know or don't care. And somebody made a comment like everything conspiracy when you don't know how things work. I bet you I bet your microwave is magic if you don't know how radiation works. <laughs> oh, well, well, you remember that was a thing, too. Once people start learning more about microwaves. Oh, they're using the cancer. They don't, don't use them. And yeah, I, don't, I don't use antiperspirant because I got aluminum in it. It causes Alzheimer's. So that's why I use deodorant. By three o'clock, I smell like a, a sandwich. <laughs> uh huh. You out there putting cloves and peppermints on there like you link from The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> it's 98 degrees. Yeah. Good luck with that. Hell to put the uh, berries in my head. So anyway, <laughs> the, 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 organiz, the secret organization known, you know, known as the controlled by the man. The man. We haven't heard that since a living color. The man. Mm-hmm. The man. And their main agent that we see is Mr. Feather, played by Chris Kattan. Oh, this is an acquired taste right here. You either like this character or you don't. Do you like him? Um, yeah, but it... It's kind of like borderline. It's funny, mm-hmm. annoying, almost too annoying. 
Yeah, right. As the movie kept going and as he kept going, I, I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing at this day. I mean, it's kind of like it's different because it's taking stuff like, you know, it's the movies of its time. Yeah. It's brought culture references. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like, you know, if you remember that time, then you down with it. If you don't, then you don't. And it's kind of like, it's always like, like borderline where it's like, you know, when you do that type of comedy, it's real easy to go too much. I call it Kevin Hart syndrome where it's like some like some comedians you like it's just funny like Bernie Mac is just gonna be funny it's never like you know too much Bernie Mac sometimes other comedians are like you know Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart or that type of manic or like Jim Carrey is like it can be too much of a thing <laughs> it is like you know like chill out <laughs> and Chris Kattan is like that whole like chill out, you know, re- relax, you type of say. So, you know, their whole thing is they want to stop General Warren Botwell, who's basically standing for Colin Powell. Pretty he much. He's like four-star general, hero in Vietnam, former Secretary of, Secretary of Defense, bipartisan sponsor, you know, you know, support, and he running for president. And, and the man is not having this. First they hip-hop their way through our hearts, and now they want to be a president. <laughs> Hip hop our way through our hearts. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh shit. It's just funny thinking about this movie came out 2002 and the whole perspective of a black person being president. And now, like eight, six years later, we get one. And I always talk about people like, I always say, America would look, look a lot different if Colin Powell did run for president. Mm, yeah, because especially Republican Party, because I don't know how many people listen our show realize this, but one of the dirty secrets that I know and we kind of talk about it is um, a lot more black people be Republicans and Republicans were so damn racist because a lot of black people that are successful are conservative as hell. I mean, and they, they did not have a problem with rape. They had that much of a problem with Reagan. It puts you that way. And that, that crime bill that people made fun of in the 90s, black people supported that because they like get these Negroes in jail. They out here running around listening to NWA shit. Look at uh, your uh, people, some of people's favorites, 50. He was riding with Trump heavy because he knew the stuff that he was, you know, the Republicans were doing was going to benefit him. You hit, it's like you hit a certain tax bracket and you're going to start talking a certain way. And <laughs> Colin Powell was like, would have been to me like everybody like Colin Powell. Well, almost everybody except for like racist, but he didn't run and we got what we got. So the whole thing is like, you know, the man just want to knock him out the park. Like you can't, we do not, we need to keep the white house white. <laughs> they openly said that shit. I was just like, wow. I forgot to even said that line in the movie. Yeah. Like he was up front, like yeah. know, white supremacy must be established. And Mr. Felt like, well, you know, we killed the general. We'll just make him a hero. No, got that voice. He's just something about that voice. Like he sound like a sleepy snake. <laughs> Chris, uh, his character, Mister Feather. I think uh, he was pretty. I don't know what his character exactly was supposed to be because it seemed like he was a cultural vulture to a certain degree. No, or did he was, really enjoy no, the whole thing? He wanted to uphold white supremacy. While at the same time being unwilling, because he knew how dangerous black culture was, because he himself kept falling prey to it. Okay, that's okay. That's what it is. It's like, you know, this shit's too addictive. 
And I know it is because I'm going to <laughs> dance to it. <laughs> okay, I like, got it. Could, like, he couldn't help himself. Because he, he kept on saying, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. He knows, like, the shit, we got to nip the shit in the bud. So the whole thing is, he, they want to kill, he want to kill General Botwell. Mr. Feel like, nah, just kill him, make him a hero. We'll just control him. That's their plan. We'll find out about their plan later. So you get introduced to Undercover Brother. Driving a Cadillac, drinking an orange soda. That's Afro with an eight track on. It's like, yeah, let's let's check the boxes of every black <laughs> type right now. He is absolutely a character out of a seventies black exploitation movie. I'm just wondering how much mileage you got on them damn Cadillacs. Probably not a lot. Nah, if I had to guess, no, unless it was you know. No, and part of me missed those old. Town, like those old big cars, you know, Lincoln Town cars mm-hmm. and kind of stuff. But like, yeah, you ain't parking them bitches now. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in a certain spot, like, mm-mm. yeah, if like, you're I'm, in New York City, somebody gonna fuck you up. Get that big ass shit out of here. <laughs> I, remember I used to live in DC. If we used to get mad if we had SUVs, it's like, you taking up two spots. <laughs> <laughs> it's different where that's definitely a Northeast thing. I live in Texas now. Park is never an issue. Oh, I bet. You just park. Like, it's just space. Like, it's this whole, you, you can't find a parking spot. Like, unless you're going, like, in this, unless you're parking in the city, you know, you never worry about parking. And when I'm going to say the city, I mean, like, if you're shopping or you're going to a restaurant mm-hmm. and they don't have, like, a parking complex, then you worry about parking. You're out and about, you're going to find a parking spot. There's no problem. Like, you got plenty of space. Residential area, you got space to park. Everybody either got a driveway with a gar- or a garage or park in front of your car or a three. Like me, got three car drive. I got three car garage, driveway, and my house. I park in the driveway. Space is not a problem. That Cadillac, trying to park that. You imagine you live in the Bronx, you try to park the Cadillac. <laughs> you get shot. <laughs> So he out here driving, enjoying himself. The little the girl girls looking at him, they waving. It's like, see, it's like they ain't laughing. I was like, oh yeah, it's undercover brother. Yeah, yeah. he the hero. And then what changes? A bird shit on his windshield. <laughs> oh, that got I hate when that happens. Yeah, especially if you just wash the car. A mm-hmm. bird just shit on my windshield. I'm gonna hunt you down. I'm gonna take you to the Chinese place. They gonna make pink. Kick- Pay kid duck out of you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, shit, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. So, the mission of the Brotherhood, we get introduced to the Brotherhood, led by the chief, Sean McBride. <laughs> Who's basically uh, just being a comedic Danny Glover. Basically. Um, apparently, Danny Glover made a cameo in this. Where? In the barbershop. Was he, what, sitting down waiting for a haircut or something? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Apparently, I got to rewatch. Yeah. On IMDb. I don't remember seeing them. I've seen this movie. But, so it's like, basically, their whole thing is they go into multi, you know, multinational bank and taking bank records to find out what's going on with the man. And you go, Smart Brothers, they're hacking it in, working with Sister Girl. I just knew Ellis undercover as, you know, a bank teller. And then you get Conspiracy Theory Jones. <laughs> it's tough, you know, black man invented the. Like, see, anybody who watched hit, seeing hidden figures, Tom my whole. See, I, I saw that movie, and I was at an age where I wasn't necessarily sure, but something was off. I was like, wait a second, I know black people invent a lot of stuff. We invent nunchucks. 
<laughs> we did not invent kung fu. Like, what is this? I was like, wait, wait a minute. And ah, good lord. So his whole yeah, did you know? Somebody used a peanut to invent a computer. He's that on. His, is he's a whole tap. He's on his carrier. Over. See, I feel like that's in Sonic. That's like this is Sonic even a Kyrie Irving. Ah, cause Kyrie is yeah. We won't get in that. We'll save that for later. But it's like you hear stuff like that. You know, like it's an overcompensation. Whereas, like you know, not acknowledging things black people do, we start making things like you know, you know, black people invented electricity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sh- Shaka Zulu took some sea moss, put it on a stick. He could he control electricity like he's Zeus. Said sea moss. That's like whoa! Just because like you go from one extreme to the other, it's like they trying to you know get there and shut down the man. She about to get the records, and boom, the records are erased because undercover brother dresses a janitor erased all the bank rec- all the bank records. You know, the stop foreclosures or mortgages. Poor mm. black people. So he got his own thing. They try to get info. He's trying to get rid of it. He anonymous, basically. So they like, who's the, who's this on the case? Did they hire him? Like, I don't know who this is. So <laughs> throws off, you know, throws off all his stuff. And it's like, who is this, you know, this disco reject? And this man out here whipping the ass with leather pants on. Yes. And it seems and, like that Eddie Griffin had a nice time getting his karate in. Some of black people in karate. Yeah, we like, love it. Yeah. We like karate for some. We like karate for some reason. Yeah, strange, but we love it. Oh, almost as much as white. You know, but I don't know what's funnier when we like karate when white guys do it. Well, it was a whole they a whole genre of white guy karate though. So <laughs> this just brings me back to Steven Seagal. But never mind. Keep going. <laughs> Michael Dudikoff era. Like it's the whole genre just white people doing karate. Yeah, right? yo, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because then that shit's in my head, Chuck Norris. But I don't. All I, of them. But it's like at least, but at least I say like Chuck Norris, he could actually fight. Yeah, he got hands. And Steven Seagal could allegedly fight. He can smack box. He can slap box. That's one yeah, thing. Like, I, I mean, they like allegedly had like real skills. But I'm like, some of these jokers is like <laughs> they had. Eric Roberts out here. I swear he did double drag. I mean, and to the point where like, can Eric Roberts really fight? Because it looked like he can, but it's like that's Eric Roberts though. I don't know about that, but yeah, I don't know. But it's like to the point where you got good enough where they kind of fooled you. So, but anyway, like he's going there and he's about to get caught since the girl saved the day with the briefcase. So the trip wire trip them all that he catches it's like, you know, good looking out. And she's starting a little moist. Yeah. And he go to the roof and jump out in a parachute. <laughs> like he Tom Cruise with an Afro pick on the parachute. <laughs> Let me find out uh, Tom Cruise stole something from, <laughs> from Undercover Brother. So then they play the credits with Undercover Brother and everything like that. And you've kind of found out. Basically, his whole thing is like, you know, he a neighborhood hero. He's saving the day. And he doing his thing. And everybody like him. And the brotherhood don't like him. Just like we got playing like um he might can't even tell us what's going on at the bank. Say it's undercover brother. He, and then I will never get out my face a picture of Eddie Griffin with no shirt. 
with an oiled up chest, jump kicking the screen. Um, yes, he was having a yeah. When he said his name, <laughs> undercover brother, did he he do the karate stance, back up against the wall, almost fall down, and then do a jump kick. He was enjoying himself doing this movie. Oh yeah, it seemed like everybody was. So it was like he's undercover brother, you know, because they like oh, because they was like Macy Gray with pork chop sideburns, <laughs> and they actually interviewed Macy Gray talking about you know she was released. Due to lack of evidence, <laughs> she was. She really was catching strays in movies for no reason. Look, speaking of catching strays, I have seen this, Jeff, <laughs> from multiple places, multiple times. No, I don't care what Twinkie want to do. No, what we talk about, uh, Bow Wow himself, the messiest man alive, <laughs> talking about what he done with his music career. He gonna focus on movies and TV. Like, he ain't been doing that for 10 years anyway. And he wanted to have a career in the WWE. To do what? <laughs> hey, man. I don't think he have like enough for 205 Live. Like, come on now. If bad money out there, he said they could be a tag team. No. <laughs> he just said No. <laughs> Everybody wants something. Everybody want to jump in the wave. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, Bad Bunny doing it, Cardi B, like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, no, chill out. Oh, shit. I ain't think you was going to say that. popular now. You was popular back in the day. You got a different role. It's like, people make fun of not knowing who Bad Bunny is. You, How many wrestling fans, I mean, it's a funny thing where it's like, Wrestling stand fans might know him because they stuck in that time loop anyway, like the nineties and two thousands. But it's like, come on, bow wow in a ring. He was smoking this morning. That's all. Back to undercover brother. But the undercover brother is, you know, like trying to figure out what's going on and who's there. And smart, but like, if I want to hit on I ask a skinny black ass. That's right. Hey. Uh, it's hilarious. So they trying to figure out what's going on, and it's like, oh, you know, we raced the bank records. He's like, oh, good. A soul Train reject with a Robin Hood complex. It's like, oh, you know, he did some good work. We need type. We need more like that. She's like, yeah, here you go. That's the magic word, man. Man, <laughs> I didn't I say that. that. Man, man. Yeah, she one of those uh, black women. Probably, I know they get sick of that. Working all hard, hitting that glass ceiling, and some dumbass man just slide in the back door, just getting a shot. Hey, undercover brother said he work he work a solo dolo. So they gonna recruit undercover brother, and they gonna need to recruit him because they have the general brain. They got the general kidnapped <laughs> and brainwashed this new drug. We gonna get to it. We gonna get to it. We find out when he is, because we get a press conference. It's like, yo, you know, president. I might run. It might be Democrat, Republican. Tell me one thing Republicans did for the black community. Oh, you know, the company, you know, the the party of Lincoln, and they, you know, freed the slaves. Tell me one thing they did recently. <laughs> Not arguing because this is a, you know, it don't matter what political party he's in. This is a great day for black people of all races. <laughs> And they all look at him like, think about it. Black people are all races. Like, yeah, everybody here on some nonsense, even the chief. <laughs> that may say, think about it. 
they didn't have an answer for that shit. Yeah, that shit sound like I ain't smoke enough for that. I'm sure, and that's something you put on Twitter. You get, I think, peace for like an hour. <laughs> what he was saying was, oh, ethnic ethnicity. You know, cause the, you got the Dominicans, and you're like, see, here, nope. Here we go. I went Dominicans and the Haitians and all. <laughs> I just want to laugh. Leave it alone. <laughs> Leave it be. Because y'all don't have degrees, but y'all talk like you do. So anyway, at the press conference where he said, they think he's going to announce me president. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, I just want to say, you know, the United Country will open up fast food chicken restaurant. <laughs> general, General, you're passing up a chance to be a president, open up a chicken joint? Folks <laughs> like me don't belong in politics, you know. Look out, General. Look out, Colonel. Here come the General. <laughs> they said, hey, they said, but General, don't you think your supporters in the African American community will be disappointed? And no, I want to Will there be side dishes? They just segue. He's like, all right, we accepting that. Hey, like, okay, you gonna have to go back and watch this, but the end when it was fading away, you heard one reporter say, "Will they be desserts?" <laughs> and the side dishes were like what collard greens, oh sweet potato pie, peas, collard greens, cornbread, anything you and can my think of, five piece nappy meal, <laughs> a nappy meal. And I'm just thinking about his and Jeff and Jeff got the nurse send me that picture of Jerry right here. <laughs> See. <laughs> oh. And why this is funny because it's like Popeyes have found a bounce where it's like, you know, it's almost like treat like a black restaurant. Mm-hmm. But they don't they don't come out and say it. Like they just we just staff like, yeah, Popeye's where black people go. Like, they don't got to do anything extra for Black History Month or, you know, like KFC. Like, they don't have to do black thing thing because it just seems like to do black thing things anyway to, to the point where it's funny, but it feel like it's true. It's like they make stuff that we eat and white people just go in the way like that chicken sandwich. It's funny. Like, oh, it's so funny to think about that now. You remember when people were like Popeye, I mean, Popeye dropped that chicken sandwich and people was buying like 50 of them and then trying to sell them. Oh, yeah, that was just insane. You going? You trying to tell me you going to ship a three day old sandwich from Louisiana to me? And <laughs> charge you ten dollars? I think I'm going to want to eat that. That's the way, huh? Yeah, you could probably get one now. I ain't thinking about, but that was a thing where they ran out. Oh, we know y'all going to like chicken like this. They knew better. I I think it's one of those things where it was. I mean, it's a real good chicken sandwich. Yeah, I think it's it was good. A combination of like it being good and then social media making the thing. Yeah, that too. And black Twitter doing what it does, like just adding all this and then this whole thing. Y'all gave Pat million dollars of people listening. Y'all didn't get a dime. That's why y'all stuck in the hood selling crap. Yeah, LC Twitter was on this shit. Mm-hmm. So they are watching this press conference with all these and everybody losing, everybody losing their mind. And it's like, see, I knew the colonel didn't make that chicken. He know nothing about <laughs> herbs and spices and giblets. <laughs> What do you know about 60s herbs and spices? Uh-huh. Yeah, like if you like Mario Lopez, you know about him. But yeah, they figure out, they're trying to figure out what's going on. So they're going to recruit Undercover Brother. And Undercover Brother, you know, got out the bathroom. Whoa, too funky for myself. Uh, and what is playing in the life. background as he comes out? Enter the Dragon. Of course. Jim, the Jim Kelly scene. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Watch, out for the, yeah, uh-huh. Watch out for the spinning back fist, Jimmy. 
And then he out there, he sees the shoes underneath the um curtain. He's like, oh, I'm about to go to sleep. They only have to jump on him. Nah, it's one of those. I just left the shoes there. I ain't standing there. Sister girl got to jump because she a real agent. And it's funny how easy that was. It's kind of like, who going to be that dumb? Just have out there with their feet sticking out. <laughs> he fell for it. The average criminal would be that dumb because criminals normally dumb. So you're probably thinking. So they flirting back and forth, and it's like, you know, oh, so you that sister girl from the bank. I guess you're going to get enough of undercover brother. Guess you want to get some, huh? Oh, you know, nothing started day like a, you know, you know, a piece of the cookie. Mm-hmm. She won't have that shit. She back. <laughs> Backhand the shit out that man. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm talking about my cookie will break you in half. Maybe so, but it would be long division. Long. And she's like rolling her eyes. So they're doing this whole back and forth where they have, like, you know, that whole, uh, I don't know about him. He seemed like a, he seemed like a clown, but whatever. The whole recruiting thing. And he like, I just got so much charisma, but whatever, you know, he ain't here for undercover lover. I guess you want to talk to undercover brother. So she's recruiting him. They go to the barbershop. Talking about his part of this, you know, group, the brotherhood. They get there. Oh, I'm going to need my hedge clippers for this one. Because it's like that man had an air probably ain't been cut in how many years? Yeah. <laughs> Josh Childress, they looking at this like. And this back when the afro wasn't cool then. What? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this I mean, phased, it, was it phased out. Like if you had one, it's, it stood out more. Yeah, it kind of phased out at this point. And then it came back. Mm-hmm. So, so they go there, go in the barbershop, and end up being the secret lair. And it's funny, but they go down like 30 seconds, like, you just look <laughs> up, it's right there. It's like the lights and fan make it seem longer than what it, what it was. He's screaming his ass off. <laughs> I'm gonna die. You're taking me to Hades. I'm gonna die. Where we are. Yeah, and she's just laughing her ass off. So, this is one of these jokes where it's like, I roll my eyes a little bit, but it's like, far the time when you gotta get in the door. You gotta do that the black handshake. <laughs> Man, I I laugh when they be doing basketball. Like, I try to do all that. What's oh, up? Oh good lord. You know you had to take time out to practice that shit. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this is not a war dance. Like, uh, come on now. Especially during the COVID era. Like, that's one shit gonna go. I ain't shaking nobody's hand again. <laughs> so they open up the door and it's the brotherhood. It's training. They're like G they like G.I. Joe. Yeah. So it, it's big. We only see we only see the core people of the Brotherhood, but it's a big place. Mm-hmm. Funded by Oprah, probably. Good lord. <laughs> Oprah and Michael Oprah and Michael Jordan. You know, Mike might be doing it on the sly. Yeah, he don't say nothing. He just do it. Just like the Nike slogan. So they're breaking down. Oh, Who's that? Screw up that undercover brother. Let me tell you one side. I said, fire your sorry ass. I don't work for you. Shut up. <laughs> Get a smart comments with a chubby dude in the smart. Get in my office. <laughs> he is le- That's hilarious. He's screaming. He's like, I don't even work for you. And if you listen to our show, I think we've established it. Maybe it was on the um, other episodes we did on Patreon that there was a thing where the black chief was always angry. <laughs> what the hell are you going on doing that bullshit, messing with overtime? You know how much money it costs to sit there? 
And all you got to do is go back to 48 hours to see what we talking about. It must have started then, because it started like either late 70s, early 80s. And this has just been a thing to the point where now they make jokes about it. Mm-hmm. That was the thing, the angry black captain or the angry black, you know, sergeant or chief. And it normally, it normally wasn't the boss boss. It was normally like just the boss of the precinct. Yeah. So, so anyway, they they figured out, you know, the journal's under control. And it's like, you know, we're going, we got this handle. And, you know, the brotherhoods, you know, might be able to stop us. They won't be a problem. Well, they feather. Oh, no, sir. <laughs> oh, well, they feather. <sighs> he is not feeling his boss at all. And this is the first part where it's like he's starting to kind of wonder why Mr. Feather all uptight. He's trying to listen to the music. He switches through radio, different stations, hit classical. And then who he hit? Barry J. Blige. Yeah, he started jamming out. That's a everybody jamming that song. No holleration, hateration. <laughs> and he tapped his feet. Dr. Dre was in his bag for that damn song. That shit hit. Yeah. He, he started, to, you know, and it's, it's that Mary J. Mary J. Blige's most popular song. It ain't her best song. Is that her most popular? I mean, popular, yeah, probably, but not hood yeah, popular. Yeah. Like, it's different for us. But it's like, yeah, so he started tapping his feet. And he started dancing. He's like, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And he do a lot of snorting and funny sound. He also a warrior. In it. That's oh, it's so annoying. Are you alright, brother? You need something? Well, I mean, dash now. See with the scootery. What is going on? So, so they break down. The you know under the the brotherhood breakdown stuff. The man you talking about. You trying to tell me it's a man. The real man. Well, what you think? Undercover brother. Well, if that's your real Dude. name. Oh, we gotta talk about how they introduced himself to my like, oh, when he first introduced Consumer Show. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. What's good about this morning? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, undercover brother. Good comes from the word go out. Which means <laughs> lack of. <laughs> it somehow go from, you know. Talking about also knows good will hunting means I'm hunting niggas. Oh. I don't know how you get from good morning talking about you know he I won't even go to the diatribe he went to. Somehow I went from good morning is based off a word that means absence of color, which means when he said good morning, it means good will hunting mean he hunting black people, which means he wants to shoot his black ass. Like I said, and, they gave him a I Subsequently, they gave Chappelle a lot of leeway to run with this. Any, you know what? Anyone who's been in a black barbershop has heard stuff like this. Oh, I, I, my barbershop days are long gone, but uh, yeah, I've heard nonsense like this a, a lot. Mine have not, but since I make my appointments kind of private where I'm normally the only person there, I don't have to hear stuff like this anymore. But I used to hear a lot, and normally involves stuff like this in sports. Oh, the, the stuff I used to hear about LeBron James. Good lord. I get my private. Of course you the kingpin. You go go get your shit private, but keep going. You don't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this we've heard all the conspiracy. So you break breaking down talking about, oh, you think so the NBA put in the three point line to get right through <laughs> a chance. They were like all of us like, eh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> 
I'm like, come on. It's, just, <laughs> it's funny thing about that with seeing Steph Curry. Yeah, now, but it's like I know that was the joke thing talking about, you know. So they try to hold that. They the reason why Spike Lee, you know, they really out to get Spike Lee. And that's a that's an end joke because like yeah, his cousin directed like look about everyone want to Oscar. Cher want to Oscar. Cher. Mm. <laughs> OJ Simpson really didn't do it. They like oh, oh shit, we ain't touching that. <laughs> anyway, mm. you know the funny thing. It went from black people not thinking OJ did it to like black people like, well, he did it. I still want him to get away with it. Yeah. And it is like, I think now, even in 2002, it was certain things that'd be like, oh, we ain't touching that. Believe what you want to believe. Yeah. So, so their whole thing is trying to figure out what's going on with the general and trying to stop their plan. And it's like, you know, why the general out here selling chicken? So they're going to go undercover and multinational to find out, you know, what drug they use and why the general is going what they're going with. And they made some changes to his undercover mobile, gave some oil slick, fixed the H, put an amp and a subwoofer in <laughs> and a orange soda dispenser. Hit <laughs> my ride. Hey, make sure you put a, a water dispenser in here too. Shit. Why don't you fix the transmission? Drinking out the Why don't you update that shit? They this 1975 car and she's like oh big car big jewelry big haircut some eyes it's clearly overcompensate you know you forgot about my big black fuzzy balls no my fuzzy balls <laughs> uh, and of course this is in there in the dash in the windshield <laughs> I, I admit it's a it's a childish joke that I laugh at every time and he's she- like no this ain't this ain't jewelry it's a medallion Give it to me, my father, so I'll never forget where I came from. Only no gold or none of that shit. All I need is my fist. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, okay. Maybe something to there. It's like, you know, make sure you blend in beyond the cover. Like, oh, Chiefy, baby, don't worry. We'll blend in like a black woman's weave. She got to look at him like, motherfucker. Uh, see, <laughs> it's jokes that we can make that other people can't make. They get mad they can't make it. I cannot talk about black hair because you can't. Yeah. That's why. That's that's the price you pay when you get to take advantage of white supremacy. You can't <laughs> talk about nappy hair. You want to switch? Why can't I say that? We're, I mean, you see it in your songs every two minutes. Go ahead, say it. Sing the same song. Let me know how it go. Ain't nobody stopping you. Just let me know how the consequences of you saying it would happen. Tell me what happened after you say it. I don't say that. Guess what? I can't say that work. I can't say that work. I'll be at work. You think I'll be people? I ain't at work slinging around. Pass the drugs, nigga. Like, no. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> now I'll be a human. Uh, you know, we've had some complaints about, you know, inflammatory language. We just want a, a peaceful work environment. Like, no, I don't, you know, I'm trying to figure out this type of place people just be working at where they just be slinging around that word. Oh. Like, I, wish, I wish I can do it. Like, some, it's some places you can. You can do that. You can yeah. do that. But, like, corporate. Corporate America, no, you, are you can't not do it. Like around. now, I can't do that. Uh, but I don't use the word anymore anyway. But I know when I was in Walmart when I was younger. Oh yeah, in the back. Oh, yeah, in the back. Yeah, you could. Guess what? <laughs> so, side note, we actually had a conversation about this at work, and it's talking about using the word, and it was like a group of black people and Latin people, and one people was like, she was poor rich tomorrow. You know, I can't, why can't I say it? I'm like. Cause ain't nobody gonna call you it. I mean, you can like my whole thing is like this. 
Y'all, and when it comes to that word, you know what you can do. You know about your attention like that. You also know what group of people you're around. Mm-hmm. And if you feel comfortable enough to say it with that group of people, and nobody gonna snitch, nobody gonna defend it, ain't nobody gonna hear be the thought police. But I don't say that shit around me, <laughs> cause I'm like, cause I always bring up the whole point. If you want to use that word, what other slurs you want to use? You never get that follow up question. Like, what other stuff you want to say? Or what other things have you said? Yeah, well, you want to use gay slurs, you want to use Asian slurs, or, you know, religious slurs. Like, what? No, I'm like, why do you want to say it so much? It's it's interesting because Mexicans and Latins in in NYC use it a lot. Know why? Because y'all ain't nipped that shit in the bud when Fat Joe and Big Pun was saying it. Oh, well, I wasn't. I know. I'm not saying yeah. Like, yeah, you know. in charge of it. But I wasn't. You know, I ain't get hit to 2011. And I know that Giuliani or something like that. But I'm like, that's what happened. We got we got too comfortable, and it like people get comfortable. Like oh, I want to do it all the time. But when push come to shove, when it come to Black Lives Matter. Y'all at home? Oh, uh, not like, not every. I, nah, not I'm every, not every, all of them. Some, yes, some most support, of them. And I'm talking about the ones who support. Cool, we appreciate. Yeah. it. but I'm talking about the ones who be like, you know, I pick and choose, like Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I'm down. Oh, good down. Lord, don't even get me started on him. I'm glad people seeing that doc too, because they got a oof. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, back to the movie. So they're going to the golf course with the general there and undercover brothers <laughs> there. Oh, the guy like, oh, yeah, my Rasta man has the full dreads out, stereotypical dreads, and white people cannot handle that. Yeah, they were just looking like, oh shit, uh, I don't know if I want him carrying my bags. Mm-hmm. See so out here, general hitting the golf course. So, oh, look, I got some of this chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you chicken at the golf course. He smelled the bucket. He looked, he smelled that bucket. It was a smile. And I was like, what is happening right now? You know what's extra funny about that? I don't know if you remember. You remember what a master from Tiger Woods won? And that golfer was named Fuzzy Tell Tom. Oh, you know, y'all here, he probably had, you know, if you win, because if you win, you get to pick catering for next year. They're like, you're going to probably have collard greens and macaroni and cheese and fried chicken. Out yeah, here. yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, one, he picked air stereotypical black food. Two, like, it's Tiger Woods. Come on now. Like, yeah, I know it's like you see Tiger Woods, he comfortable with outcast. You know, I did the black handshake. But back then, Oh, 1990s yeah. Tiger Woods, he like was, really, he was conscious of shit like that. Greens. Yeah, he 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 knew it was around and how that would look. So yeah, that man was a cornball that went to Stanford. That was raised by Melvin Van People's neighbor. By the way, the story sound the way his the way his daddy was putting him through the stuff. Ain't no way in the world Tyler. Like, I'm gonna some like mac and cheese. Yeah, I like the I like the corner piece too. <laughs> Only, only Tiger Woods doing that with Chappelle's uh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, shit. So they up there, they get undercover, undercover brother, you know, get get the file, trying to find out what the formula, and then he running, you know, knock on the door. Kung. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. And they out here fighting. And of course, Mr. Feather has no hands. Undercover brother gets to jump in. So what Mr. Feather does... Thief throwing them stuff in. <laughs> Stop stealing my stuff. Throwing the stuff. Those his money. Yeah, like a roll of like hundreds. And his wild like he a pimp. Throw it, stick in the money, come back. So they run and he get caught. He throws the afro picks. 
like they ninja stars to hold the guards them. So he and Sister Girl escape, and they have a chase and golf carts. And they play like this fast and furious. While at the same time, realize like they only go like 10 miles an hour. Yeah, go karts can't go but so fast. And they're like, hurry up, step on it. It's like, I'm going fast as I can. And they try and go, and it's like they barely moving. And then the person chasing them eventually slowly drive into a gas tank. Very slowly. Hysterically screaming like it was about to blow up. Yeah, takes about 10 seconds to hit, barely hits, and still blows up. <laughs> and that's what make it funny because like you like of course they ain't gonna blow up they not they barely going where like nope blows up and then they escape with the duck shoes well not the duck shoes the um platform shoes mm-hmm. it's like I don't know about the physics about this but we ain't gonna talk. <laughs> you ain't supposed to question that so undercover brother escape they got their stuff and before we go we forgot to talk about the introduction to Lance. Good lord, it's like the source wars up in here. Yeah, smack you back <laughs> it does now. Says, oh, it's Lance, our intern. What's up? How the white boy get up in here? I don't know. Affirmative action. Shit, affirmative action. He's like, uh oh, somebody open up a window. He's getting all racial in this piece. <laughs> he plays his role so well. <laughs> so I'm all, you know, we gotta believe, I believe in everybody doing their own thing. And then Lance starts saying, what a boy. What a boy it is. What a, ha, ha, ha. Man, try to get the right notes. He should never be able to do what he want to do. <laughs> and um, the chief look at the picture. Danny goes, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> of course. So they need to get more under. They need to get more undercover. So how does he have to infiltrate? He has to pretend to be a corporate sticking his ass black man. Anton Jackson. Yes, so he got to first, you know, get his watch with hot sauce. You know, you have to have, you must have to be able to handle the taste of mayonnaise. Okay, what's wrong with mayonnaise? Elephant. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about the mayonnaise thing. I get it. I get it. Especially in two thousand two, I get the joke. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't eat mayonnaise just because I just never like mayonnaise. But I do know black people that do. I like. I use mayonnaise. See, that's mayonnaise for my grilled cheese sandwiches. I put it on the bread, so when you toast it, the fat add extra flavor to the bread. Mm. I use mayonnaise on my sandwiches. I like. I, I use like I'm not this whole slab a whole bunch of mayonnaise. But I, <laughs> yeah. I, when did we demonize mayonnaise? I hey, see you talking to someone who don't like mayonnaise, so I don't know. Is it? Is it because it'd be equated with corny ass potato salad with no flavor? I just never liked the taste. Yes. Yeah, you know what it is? Y'all, y'all need roast up on Miracle Whip. That's why. I, <laughs> I don't like Miracle trash. Whip either. Y'all shouldn't. That shit trash. <laughs> shit like Miracle Whip. Yeah, no flavor. I. It's funny. I've, I know the joke. I've never got the thing, you know. How man is I know why I got demon like, It never made any sense. I, like, I, I think I get it to a certain degree. Like every white person likes mayonnaise, but it's a it's it's a percentage of black people we just don't like it mm-hmm. for whatever reasons. I don't be slattering on like they be doing like, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what like, you gotta go to culture and they got the machine and they getting everything happy days, <laughs> Joni and Chachi friends, square da- friends, square <laughs> dancing, everything like that. Oh, Microphone overload. Microphone overload. 
and then to make sure it's stuck, Lance asked a question about friends in season two of Friends, such and such. What was this? He's like, all right, he's ready. So he goes there undercover as Anton Jackson. And I'm not from the Jackson Five. <laughs> oh, hi, how you doing? <laughs> and it's like any black person that has worked, that's been around black people, decide to cold switch to the empty degree. We know exactly the type of energy this is. Yeah. You wanna know what his energy is? See while Daniel Cameron, the district attorney in Kentucky, carries himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like they normally got a jack, they normally got a jacked up hairline. They love no facial hair. Love showing they teeth, little smiling. How's it going, you guys? Yeah, HBCU. <laughs> I went to University of Maryland. Yeah, just like you. Yeah, you know. And let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been around a group of people and they asked you questions? It seemed like it was like black related questions and made you wonder why. I can't say that ever has happened to me. I have. And it was mixed company. That's what you bought me to. I was doing like um med this is when I was going to go to med school. I was doing med school prep class at UNC Chapel Hill. So it was like during the summertime taking classes. And I was there and I was taking a class and it was like a group of people, it was mostly white, it was black people. They was asking me about all these like, oh, you know, Snoop DMX. We just about DMX. I'm like she asking me for? Do I like the black spokesman of America? Like, why you ask me what D- how do I feel about what DMX is doing? I okay, I have had a question asked to me, but I'll talk to you off air about that. I don't want to. Yeah, talk oh, oh, hey, listen, huh? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> cool. But no, it's that type of thing where like, yeah, type of energy. So he's in there, he's like marketing some marketing cigarettes. So you're just trying cigarettes though limp community, you know, to the black community. It's like, this is kind of limp and everything. Black people don't like it. Like, the white dude's like, you're not the one I know. Yeah. The only one you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how that joke, I didn't catch it when I first heard it. When I saw it the second time, I started laughing. You want to know why? Because I have... We know plenty of people that way. People have sent me Facebook requests and I've added them and I look at their friend list and I'm the only black person on the list. You look non-threatening. No, you're know, right. I, 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 I work with them. That's the only reason they added me. Oh shit! No, fuck that. I ain't lying. That's the only reason. Like it was a work thing. Not threatening my ass. I wish I did look not threatening. So of course it's like, oh, we got a new one, and they got a fat ass blunt, and you need something firm that you know strong. And you thrust, and this white woman out here about to lose her damn panties, mm-hmm. and a white man is disgusted. Looking at her like, ugh. Jungle lover. <laughs> Basically, like, he's just looking at it like, and it's just feed that whole thing. And people think, oh, it's a stereotype. We don't do it anymore. Um, all you got to do is watch Widows. And that scene with Colin Farrell and the SUV, you, you sleep with a black guy before? <laughs> that like that movie came out recently. White people still, white men still had that issue about, you know, their women sleeping with black men. Some things do not change. Like that, some stereotypes don't fade away. So he's undercover, and he find he breaks in. Do the whole the funny thing with the glass, where he he cuts a hole. You know how you cut the hole, the mm-hmm. circle through the glass. Go get the circle out, and instead everything around the circle breaks except for the circle. So who was the point of the circle? He like, what the fuck was this for? Mm-hmm. So he gets in, 
It's like, oh, you know, make sure you get the records on the cover, brother. Be careful. The man might, you know, the man might, oh, don't worry about sister girl. I'm thinking about you. Be okay. And she she started warming up. Mm-hmm. Like, and a bye. smart brother like, <laughs> like <laughs> She gave him the evil black woman <laughs> evil eyes. He like, oh, shit. And then he danced before he skied out the window. Mr. Feather finds out like, oh, on the cover, brother, again. All right, don't worry. I got something for that. I like to call it Black Man's Kryptonite. Good Lord. And who pops up with the sound? I want to be bad. Denise Richards. And boy, the side eye I gave to so many people I know. It's like this. They knew exactly who they cast when they did this. Oh, of course. It's 2002 Denise Richards. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of black men who will act sideways and start talking some nonsense and they get a white woman like that. We know we know how they roll. We know why they do it. We ain't gonna put them on blast. But y'all know. And she just out here strutting her stuff and all her glory with the glasses on. Oh, I'm, I'm just blonde and innocent and white and uh, perky. Sound. And they bumping and he's walking by. Oh, what the hell? And then she's like, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God. Dropping his light. She put a spell on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like they put a ACDC album backwards. He don't know what to do. Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. It's like this. I'm so lonely. It's my first I'm day. So, it's, my, it's my day. I'm Penelope Snow. I'm Anton Jackson. Not like the Jackson Five. <laughs> oh, it's so adorable. Like in the Theo Huxtable sort of way. Hey man, if I was Michael Jabbar Ward, I'd be have my face screwed up. Like word. <laughs> uh-huh. Especially if they y'all was on Malcolm and Eddie. Like, <laughs> yeah, that joke hit on multiple levels. Yeah, like what you yo? Okay, I see how it is. I don't even work with your ass no more. <laughs> I just moved to the big city. You know, a girl just gets lonely. Just need friends. Will you be my friend, Anton? You like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. For the next scene, when we get past this, if Stephen Wonder is my favorite artist of all time. Oh, it's about karaoke. Good lord! When they went to this karaoke, I hate this song. Like I hate it, and I think movies have made me hate it because it's played right to the scene. Who were they thinking when they made this song? Maybe they was very optimistic. <laughs> I, I think this is when Stevie was in his like, oh, I'll work with him. Paul McCartney was trying to, because of some, oh, God, just going back to some of the history of the Beatles and some things that. uh. But yeah, but it's funny how Paul said. McCartney like, yeah, I'll work with black people. Yeah. Because he didn't he do a song with Michael Jackson? Yes. Did he, did he buy like Michael Jackson's like masters? No, Mike bought the masters and that's what they, that's why they weren't friends anymore. Ah, I see. Okay. I thought Paul McCartney was trying to buy. Yeah, he was trying to buy, but Mike was around hanging out. They were hanging out, and he <laughs> Mike did a Jay Z move, basically. I don't know why people thought Mike was was a dummy. That man grew up in Indiana. Um, he's in the business long enough to know what's yeah. going on. So I love this song. <laughs> yeah. So so they out here singing the song and. The black girlfriend there seeing her boyfriend is still like, huh? And she looking at her like, what? And ooh, I've seen that face, black woman make. I've seen that face so many times. And you see they like, here you go, lusting after that white devil. Oh, you people should be at my crib when uh, Monday Night Raw or some type of wrestling is on because. Oh, Dana, snacks. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) no it's a funny story because 
I don't get it from white white wrestlers. But when Naomi used to get out, my wife used to be looking at me like, mm-hmm. Oh, you same wanna, thing. You want to know why? I have seen them in person. I went to Access one time. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, we weren't, you know, you could see it was like across the hall. It was like, you know, across the hall, like, like a balcony. I'm on one side, the other side. And let me tell you something respectfully away. This is before she got married. Yeah. What you see on TV is what you see in person. Oh, it's post. I got you. It, yes. And it's like, you know, and it's like, all right. All right. You've been looking enough. <laughs> Let's go. Wrap and it up. Funny story is like, you know, Mark Henry was being interviewed and some people was looking. They was like, all right, no cameras. Like, all right, no cameras, damn it. <laughs> and they jumped back. I think he's about to ask him a question. He barked at somebody. He didn't do it like me, but he barked. And Mark Henry looked like a damn dinosaur. Man, it's wide. I bet. You do not realize how people look because, like, TV, they're like the big people. You don't realize how big they really are. And they small people don't realize how small they are because the small people yes. look very, are very small. Um, I'm two people that I met, I got to meet uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, and it was very eye opening because I'm like, Jesus Christ, CM Punk, I'm as tall as tall as what? And then Daniel Bryan, it was like, Oh, I'm taller than you. What the fuck? I test you. Like, yeah, I, can <laughs> <laughs> now, I still like, wouldn't yeah, test them. I, I still <laughs> wouldn't try to see, test nobody. Yeah, but then you see like Batista, like, nah, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> So anyway, so they out there singing every Ivory. He started dancing. He get into it all. And she all laughing. They laughing at him. And it's like it is. It's funny where it take talent to be to act like a corny black guy if that's not naturally your thing. Because it's like, all right, yeah. so you walk off beat, your butt all tight, you dancing all right. Basically, you you doing Carlton Banks. Basically, he's doing it better than Carlton. Carlton's not even. Is that Carlton? What's he? Um, he Dominican? Alfonso Ribeiro? Uh, probably. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's boy. That's something right there. Carlton Bates just had like he just had us fool. Like, oh, it's a corny black dude. Oh, like, come on now. We've talked about being fooled in wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> he, he played that. He played that well. He played that very well. So, but first prince. You can have a whole character say about that show, but anyway, so it's like, oh, you know, we go for the same things. You know, you get judged. All they see is a threatening black man, and all they see, you know, is a white woman. They just judge me by my perky breasts and my my, my big bosom and my perky my small waist and perky backside. It's not fair. This woman with a sex a healthy sex drive. I'm not a whore. You're like, mm, yeah, you have a sandwich, yum. <laughs> Yum yum! Out here, she got a potato salad with extra mayonnaise, tuna sandwich. What? Okay, now this is my problem. Tuna salad already got mayonnaise in it, so putting mayonnaise on a like nah, this is see, this is where I draw the line. This is where the joke come in. I'm not gonna eat a tuna sandwich and then put extra mayonnaise on the bread. That's all right. That's be doing too much. She wants. She she says she needs more. Yum yum. Have a bite. Try to, he, he tried to squirt it with the hot sauce at first. She looked. I like, have a bite. He frowned his face. He's like, scrumptious. <laughs> it was just like, ugh. Boy, so he he can't help himself. So he undercover, and then they go to the store. It's like, oh, this is okay. If it. 
I think many black women have went through this. Not all, but some have went through this. And it was just, yeah. How do you say your name? Tanya? Tanya. No, she said she said Tanjan. I don't know how she said it, but she separated everything. Yeah. And she was just looking so at her like, there. bitch. Oh, I see, you know, I see a corduroy face like you. And she's packing. They go there. And then she working on the cover. He sucked the shit out of her. <laughs> Yeah, hey, what's up, sister girl? Yeah, uh, yeah, what's going on? He gets deep voice back and everything. Yeah, what's going on? You tell me. It's something, you know, it's the undercover. Gotta do, mm-hmm. Gotta do everything no matter how good, how thinking, even if I regret it. Like having sex with a white girl, huh? Woman over, you know, damn it, woman, leave me alone. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Angry black, black man, man. corduroids. Corduroids. And then she get up, I must have slipped. <laughs> well, excuse me, Taja. I was looking for some dickies because I couldn't find them. Might be all, you know, all, all sold, sold out. out. Oh, okay. Come on, Ty. I found something. A turtle, a mock turtleneck would be perfect for you. And she, you know, they walking by. She turned her head and she do the little eye wink. You know, the one, the white women like, I yeah. got your man. Yeah, I got one of yours. And I just knew Ellis got that face like, oh, I wish I had Harry Tubman next to me so I could Whip the shit out of this woman. <laughs> that look, I, ooh, it's like that is four hundred years of venom in that look. And it's funny where how they play the scenes. Like they know exactly how I look. These Christians, like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, Tanja. Please don't mean that. You know, I got you. And then that looked like, yeah, I got. You know what I know? You know, I feel like every time I see Iggy Azalea, I feel like she's doing that to us. I'm not gonna say you wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm you're wrong. Bad, them men end up having her in the damn Cobra Clutch. It doesn't seem like yeah, it. End, it doesn't end well for her relationships. That's what you get. Like, imagine what Mel Gibson would say about this shit. How dare you? Oh, especially on a movie set. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. So, and then here comes either the best or worst part of the movie. Oh, I got it. Don't worry. Go ahead, play Excuse it. Excuse me, sir. This is a restricted good God. Hey, you chiefster. Oh, 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 pants. oh, 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 the commercial. Oh, I want yeah. you. Yes. To buy my new fried chicken. That is. <laughs> Show enough. I used to work for the Pentagon. Now I help you to get your chicken off. And for a limited time only, order an eight-piece nappy meal and get a 32-ounce malt liquor absolutely free. You be buying, yeah, yeah, we be frying. General's chicken, the best chicken in the world. Yeah, yeah. Leg bones and thighs. Sweet potato pie. General's fried chicken. Introducing the Nappy Meal from GFC. This chicken is the bomb. At the General's, we do chicken right on. Okay. <laughs> Stacey Abrams did not mobilize Georgia for us to have to deal with stuff like that. Absolutely not. And I, it's funny where... You can laugh at the scene because of how absurd it is while realizing that people would still do it if they could. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Where it's like, why we worry about Uncle Ben's not your mama? Why we change it? But I'm like, we should have changed that 
45 years ago. Why the fuck we got Uncle Ben's on there? Yeah. Like, that's why people talk about, oh, you know, symbols don't matter. Like, yes, it do. Because that's why they do them. If it didn't matter, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, we wouldn't it have them at all. Matter. And it's like, I tell people all the time, you have, why do you think people from other countries look at us the way they do? Because they don't know any better. All they see is what they see on TV. Rap music and shit like this. I'm like, why do you think people still making jokes about, oh, Nigeria, you go to work, you, you ride to school on an elephant? I'm like, they got Benzes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's and I'm sitting here, I'm just laughing because, like, you know, the the sassy black woman, she eating both wings, she double double legging it, and she <laughs> strutting like a chicken. And he like, man, I like KFC. Oh, I want the five piece with some waffle. <laughs> the colonel, he's doing some type of rooster walk. As he the, the nappy man. He got Billy D. Williams to uh, come do yeah. this shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Make sure that check hit. <laughs> they it's say when they got with the black face and everything. It's not like every stereotype that we know about is just in here. And it's kind of like it's exaggerated. But you can easily, but enough companies move incorrectly for you to see somebody do something dumb like this now. Yeah. Okay. This is on the spectrum of this is comedy, this is laugh, but you can also look at a movie like uh, Bamboozled and see it on a whole different spectrum where it's like it will literally infuriate you the way, you know, things are marketed and played out. Yeah. So. And it's it's funny because it's black people know how it look. Yeah. And it's like marketed that way. So you know it look ridiculous. And you know it looks and then it's even funnier because you see how they watching and it's like, you know, they are gobsmacked. Except for Dave Chappelle. <laughs> He's, happy. He's smiling. And then Neil Patrick like Jennifer Chicken. Is hey, hey, hey. Now remember that. Dave Chappelle is uh, smiling, but he's the conspiracy brother. If anyone should have been infuriated. It should have been him, but he wasn't. Mm, I like that shit. Like, it's, it's level to the ain't the whole yeah. the vegan ones. You know the whole you gotta drink alkaline water. Don't don't eat cauliflower. It might have, if you're a man, you eat cauliflower. You'll have periods. Good lord! I was trying to find out how certain black why y'all start. You know what? I know I hate cauliflower because it's white. What was I thinking? That solves. That was always one like what y'all why what the cauliflower do to y'all? I'm like it. It was born. <laughs> Coldest lied anywhere you were bored. So they're trying to figure out what's going on with the chicken. It's like people have lost their damn mind. And then undercover brother checks in. You can play that scene too. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. This is a restricted good God. Hey, yeah, Jeevester. Lance. Nice pants. Thank you. Undercover brother? Undercover brother. What happened to you? He had sex with a white girl, that's what. Oh, was it everything oh, I dreamed of? She had it? pink nipples then. Big ones. Yeah, oh, big ones. Coffee match the drink. Excuse me. No, man, you can't be doing that. Like no, man. <laughs> <laughs> I never paid attention to the, the, the chief said that the carpet the matched carpet the drink. Matched the drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's everything. Oh, everything I, everything I dreamed of. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's still a thing. Like, that's a that's the prize. I'm like, like, I guess I'm like, I'm, my whole thing is like, like what you like. But and I tell people all the time, black women don't care about interracial dating. 
until y'all be like, that's why I did it because y'all sisters dusty and evil and Penelope know how to treat me well. Then it's yeah. like, you know like what fucked that up? And you insulting your, your woman. I know the first time I ever saw that as a teenager where I saw that, you know, interaction of, it, I think it was Jenny Jones. It was one of them talk shows back in the day, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I don't date black women no more because you know what? They don't submit, and these white women out here submitting to me." It was a talk show I saw, and that was my first experience of seeing that interaction as far as black men saying, "Oh, this is this is why I date white women. I don't I date outside my race and all this bullshit." Yeah, they know how to treat they man. Y'all be talking back and getting the job. Good lord. And I'm like, so you want a doormat? Pretty much. And that she went and oh yeah, we gonna we gonna talk after the show because it's something like so. So anyway, it's going on. So it's like undercover brother has been indoctrinated by the white life. Like, oh, this gonna want to improve my credit, and I have a smoothie and everything. And Dave Chappelle, he's had enough of this. That's it. Shut the door, nigga. So, so, no. so anyway, it's like, no, I'm fine just because I want to do things my way. Sister, girl, I'll be fine. And he walking with his duck shoes on, this clinking and stuff. And it's like, oh, when you go undercover too much, that's what happened. So he he been in too deep. He embraced like, oh, I got a, my credit score is 750 now. I don't get profiled when I go down the street. It's a good life. Surprised you didn't take that path, Jeff. What? You don't want the good life? You don't want the good life? You know, had your white woman to be there. Oh, you know, this is my chocolate man. <laughs> we just lived a nice life. What's mm-hmm. wrong with you, man? <laughs> it is wrong with oh, you. I seen the people you like on Monday Night Raw. What's wrong with me? That's different. <laughs> What's different about it? I'll tell you all fair. You <laughs> <laughs> will. Yeah, so they back to the crib and they listen to a Thong Song remix. So Mike, <laughs> oh, 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 I want to get that one. I thought he got all the funk that Cisco left out. I, yo, that line hits made me last night. I couldn't stop laughing. I don't know why it was funny. Maybe because I just never paid attention to it. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it sounds so damn ridiculous. And he's like, oh, I'm going to have a sandwich with extra mayonnaise. He's like the mayonnaise. Uh-huh. Extra, extra mayonnaise, mayonnaise for me. And then sister girl comes up and she shows up dressed like undercover brother. She take it back to the seventies, got to snap him out of like, oh, I don't know what to do or anything. Bring the medallion. He like, oh, I'm the only single white female you ever need, Anton. Man, you need and he to going back and forth. Yeah. He don't know what to do. He ended up seeing a Macarena song. <laughs> and then so he showed the medallion. He's like, all right, I'll snap out of it. Everything, I'm good to go. Is it too much? No, it's fine. Drop it. He about to pull his pants down. I mean the gun. And she take <laughs> on, you know, and then she take the the hair piece. She take, take the pin out her hair and swing her hair all of a sudden. She got a white leather jumpsuit on. <laughs> got the full fair foster hair. Like, that's white she devil. The man's secret weapon. She out there. She jumped straight in the 70s. And eventually they have a fight. Good with the henchman and white sheet devil versus sister girl and <laughs> yeah it, it go how you think it would go absolutely well, they do a kung fu they having a fight 
while Undercover Brothers screaming out Billy Jean King and sinking Backstreet Boy while he throwing punches for some reason. And then eventually he's, you know, men men do when they like women fighting. They sit down on the couch <laughs> with the popcorn. Imagine them in the shower. It's all the way they stop fighting. This motherfucker put his glasses in his mouth and just stood there and watched. I was like, what the fuck? They sit there together like, oh, watch this. Oh, the shirt right. Get the popcorn. You thirsty? Here. And they start playing a brick house. They out there, and it's like, of course, you know, I got a, I got a black one, I got a white one. And they in the shower. And this scene goes like what, twenty seconds. So eventually, sister girl wins. They they escape, and they get chased. Undercover bro try to slide on the Cadillac. Can't get my groove back. Or something he said. He stopped playing. <laughs> and it's funny where they had the slow motion jump. Like he jumps out. He jumps out the window. He goes from like the khakis and sweater to his outfit. <laughs> and you think he flying twenty feet? And it's out the first story. It's out the um, first story. Yeah, it wasn't far. I didn't catch that until I watched it this weekend. Like that's a short ass jump. For some for some reason, I I didn't miss I missed that part. So I'm laughing, and they trying to escape. She on they on a motorcycle. Like that step on like this is made in the seventies. This, this ain't a Ferrari. It's like yeah, them Cadillacs probably got a top speed like fifty. <laughs> uh, so they escape. You know, so they incapacitate one person with the eight track. Ejected out to somebody's helmet, crashed almost like a bike. Then they dropped some aftershave for some dark and lovely or a slick, crashed the other one. Sister girl get in front of him. For some reason, he don't run them over because, yeah, they don't, people don't die until the end. Like, I ran in their ass over. It's like, oh, so this is the end. I was hired by the man to stop you, everything you stand for. And instead, she shoots the henchman because she fell in love. Falling in love wasn't part of the plan, and she running. It's just the girl faces like, gotta be shitting me. And, and, and remind y'all, uh, undercover brother is just like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, he ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, here's what it that's is. That's how I roll. It just happens sometimes. <laughs> my animal charisma it ain't no thing, baby. I understand. So she got. Oh, and, and to say you too, this is the first time I've ever seen that end credit scene. But go ahead. <laughs> I never stayed. I never like why I didn't know I had the end credit scene. Uh, yeah, I know. I bet you didn't. Yeah, I'm glad did. you stayed. Yeah, I kept playing this time. I was like, nah, because I'm gonna miss some. <laughs> so anyway, they um they get back to the base, and it's like they interviewing like, oh, wait a second, what's this white woman doing in my place, boy? <laughs> She was about to get bullets all in her ass. Everybody pulled out their pistol. Like she was a Terminator. <laughs> so was cool with me, anything like that. I'm an interviewer. And, and then she's the same, like, oh, yeah, you're really handsome. And Theo Huxwell kind of way. Oh, <laughs> I know I'm going to get Al Roker. <laughs> Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, they all on this. So, meanwhile, the man, the man is like, okay, so we got to. It's working so far. We got to spread this to pop culture and nip this in the bud. And he's like, for sheezy, my newsy. Huh? What did you say? <laughs> I mean, sure, indeed, you know, the brotherhood best step correct, but they won't know what's coming for them. <laughs> anyway, it's like, yeah. And he's like, did I just say the brotherhood had the best step correct? I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you, this is what I'm talking about. It's just they're all the races melding together. They're going to be like the cast of Ali McBeal <laughs> work at Saturn. Just singing and hopping. What the dealio? Who let the dog? Like every every black pop culture thing during that time frame. He just threw out the window. His whole thing like we gotta stop the shit before we. He sound like a Republican. Good lord! All this unity thing. Next thing you know, we're gonna this. Just start listening to me. We're gonna be. It's like the black eyed peas. <laughs> <laughs> a big belting pot. You can't have that shit. <laughs> And then she, you know, it's going to be like like the Tampa Bay coaching staff. It's everybody, white, black women and working. Oh, no, no. Oh, the, he lo- and he's losing the battle because, like, he wants to embrace that culture. Mm-hmm. And he hate that he is. So they go back. And Neil Patrick Harris comes out and said, um, I just want to let people know. And this scene is so funny because I've heard this before on different levels. I just saw this show called Roots. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea how bad it was or which what, what you went for. And I just want to apologize and stuff. And they playing the patriotic music in mm-hmm. the background. And yeah, he's like, all right, he's down. What? Because <laughs> he like, I don't think he's I think what he's I think he's not on he's on the team, but they don't have him doing field stuff. Yeah, he's not he's an intern, you know, yeah. official member. Now he's official. He's like, wait a second, I went to secret aid to school. I paid my own money. I should put a pension mattress. I'm still paying for that school. Because first they 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 uh put uh uh Denise Richards there. He's like, I ain't never seen that bitch at night school. <laughs> <laughs> they put Neil Patrick Harris down first. Then they, when they interviewed um, Denise Richards, found out the list of like all the men, all the targets. Then it's like, all right, you down too? What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm still paying on my uh, student loans. <laughs> he like I quit. I quit. And they like we got all work together because they need to keep it moving because this formula has just threatened. Where it's got JC does the best. Uh, was it Lawrence Welk? I think so. Re- John Singer did a remake of John Miss Daisy. Wait, Terry McMillan book. How Stella got her white man back. Terry <laughs> McBride is not having it. <laughs> what? Uh, you ever see that movie Something New? Yes. Like with Sanaa Lathan. I never saw that movie. Uh, I. Me and my wife started watching that movie, and I don't think she exactly knew what the movie was about. And I think we end up turning it off. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? It's funny thing where it's like it's such a loaded thing where it's like I don't blame them. Get, I get what you if you if it's all cool and the loves and love. I use a perfect example. People get mad at Serena Williams because she married a white man. I'm like y'all had y'all chances. Oh yeah, a common a couple of people did. Sean Johnson, Drake, common. Drake is like she gave y'all. She, she y'all had ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's a millionaire. Like I'll take the pictures, but I'll do whatever you want. And now y'all act the brand. And keep in mind, y'all can't be acting brand new. Y'all was calling her a man for seven years, which was infuriating. Y'all working out. People talking about yes, I want work. I want work out too much. I try like Serena. Well, I'm like, you won't. <laughs> That's like me saying I don't want to work out too much because I ain't trying to look like ravishing Rick Rude, be all stained out and shit. <laughs> I ain't trying to look like that. <laughs> Guess what? If you won't. <laughs> <laughs> that's me to know if people act like if they do 
booty blast for a month, they're going to look like Serena Williams. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Yeah, that Serena thing was just nonsense from some, especially you black. Know how men. long that took Serena Williams to like Serena Williams? Is she a world-class athlete? You think you're going to do squats for three weeks and you're going to look like John Cena? Like, yeah. I ain't going to look oh, like a man. I ain't going to help my man. Oh. Dang, trust me. You ain't got to worry about that shit. <laughs> so anyway, so it's like they, the next person on the list is James Brown. And he's because he's gonna show up at like the Grammys, so they gotta be there and protect James Brown. They actually had James Brown in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, two minutes, three minutes. Cam, I got that feeling. You know, up in there, and Lance is there driving. They got everybody there, you know. And the, you don't see undercover brother for notice. See everybody else, and then Lance about to get out the car. First, he's there. You all close to James Brown. They're like, boom, <laughs> shit. And then he won't even let James Brown out the car. Like Lance, what you doing? What's this boy doing? What's up, Jimmy? Now I feel good. Hey, man, good God. Yes, they they kidnapped James Brown because Lance is too busy. Just, I want to be seen. He's like, it's my first day of the job. I just started working. So I don't know how long it took you to catch how funny this part was when they go to the, um, the fortress. Island Fortress Janitorial Service. That's the name of the band. Yeah, I, I didn't catch it till, till I watched it uh, yeah, last night. They drove a... Keep in mind, they're on an island. Mm-hmm. Where did the truck come from? Did you notice that the guy at the uh, the, the security guy called her, he said, okay, sister girl. I mean, he said, he didn't call her sister. He said, okay, cleaner sister or sister something. It was something about cleaner, though, with it. I don't know if it was sister cleaner. Y'all doing hair. Oh, Island Fortress. You know, Island Fortress agree with hair cleaners. You call a call. It's like, oh, all right, let them in. No, thank you. You're so sweet. That whole stereotypical thing. Like, yeah. You're so living in. Yeah, he was like, all right, sister cleaner. Yeah, all right. Yeah, let the those black people jam. Let them in. So let them in with no problem. And, you know, well, Lance trying to calm down. He smoked some weed. He po- So he actually smoked weed to make it seem realistic. Instead, it made him lethargic because he ain't used to that shit. Dave was smoking, I guess. Uh, I'm sure Dave had it on a lot. Mm-hmm. Dave had him floating on cloud. I, oh, I, yeah, but he played it I'm too well. Ready for surgery again. <laughs> yeah, he played it well because he was smoking that shit. He played it too well, uh, Harold and Kubar. <laughs> uh, man. So anyway, they're trying to um, break down James Brown. He's like, oh, we got you. Say it loud. Hmm? What? Say it loud. His mouth is moving and he's holding it in, quivering and all this shit. Say it loud. I'm blocking out loud. Oops. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. They all looking at him like, what? I'm black and I'm proud. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, man, man, man. So... So anyway, he takes off the um time he takes off the costume and it ain't James Brown. It's undercover brother with a James Cam costume, including with a mic around his throat to have James Brown voice. Yeah, the Brotherhood got some Mission Impossible technology. Mm-hmm. So they break in, it's a big fight scene coming in. So undercover brothers chasing Mr. Feather. While everybody else is trying to, you know, find the general, they got, the, you know, had the antidote and give it to the general, had multiple fights, 
course, Sister Girl and White She Devil team up. At first, old um, Saki, Mr. Feather, come in. It's like, oh, here you go. And she pretends she turned on. I see, you can't trust this white woman. Hey, what's up, girl? Come, like, basically, like, you know, white people stick together at the end of the day, as we've seen with the election. Right. <laughs> and eventually, she actually turned. Oh, what happened, baby? What you doing? <laughs> baby was hurt. Once you go, once you go undercover, brother, there is no other. That ain't the way it go. It's once you go black, you don't go back. Yeah. All right, so they end up having a kung fu fight while they cheer. And you know this Lance is cheering for Sister Girl talking about represent. Show what you represent. <laughs> they say represent for the white people. <laughs> so they have their fight. They eventually save the day. They, the general about to blow Bundica roll the brains out because <laughs> he can't stop you know that uh, that three piece with that malt liquor <laughs> sweet potato pie oh collard green I couldn't imagine ordering little collard greens from a chain restaurant anyway <laughs> you remember Neiman Mark what was it last night Neiman Mark was selling collard greens like $80 Mm-mm. oh you remember that and people was buying them so for Thanksgiving Good lord. And even Marcus was on a, a platter of collard greens for like $75. But Thanksgiving, like, if you need Thanksgiving food, you can't cook. It was it wasn't last day, it was the year before last. And it was people were buying it. Lord. How white you gotta be to buy collard greens from Neiman Marcus. Mm-hmm. If my wife ain't cooking the collard greens, I don't want them. Neiman Marcus. Mm-mm. I don't trust it. <laughs> Man, it's like I wouldn't. I like. Playstations. I ain't ordering no mac and cheese from Sony. I don't trust none of those side dishes from nowhere. Oh, this this pumpkin pie hitting where you got it from GameStop. <laughs> they said it was the uh, Legend of Zelda game. Uh, sweet potato pie. So said fuck the it. Black Ops edition sweet potato pie. <laughs> the missing link. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, so anyway, they free the general and they saved the day. But dumbass Dave Chappelle, oh, what's this red button? That's a reactor. What would happen if I hit this? That bitch said, let's say what it said. It said something. He said Cora. I forgot yeah. what it was. Cor- Atomic Cora. That bitch can't read. I was like, oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, it's my bad. Oh, my God. <sighs> man, oh, man. So they got to escape. And this is where Lance steps up because Lance is like, oh, we got to die. We got to shake out a bit. And there's like that. And like, they run into some guards like, let me talk to him. I'm white. Oh, we don't want any trouble. <laughs> what you going to do about it? Sissy. Out of nowhere. We get taken. I the- am <laughs> not a sissy. And Lance went to Mortal Kombat. Annihilation. <laughs> Man, Fatality mode. Heart. The first person ripped the heart out. Second person rips the dude's spine out. The third person having a, in a um, bear hug and he squashed his head. Green shit come out. Hey, everybody in the back just looking like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's, they call me a sissy. You know, that whole white people lose their damn mind. And then Dave Chappelle talking about, see, that's all cool, but if that's me, I'll pull the spine out of that. Talking shit. Shit. So they show, so they escaping. The chief shows up in a hovercraft to the theme of beat it. <laughs> yeah. Beat it is playing. That man out here, I'm like the 
the Brotherhood got money. A hover class? <laughs> I ain't seen one of those since Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> so we got had the final fight where it's Mr. Feather versus Undercover Brother. And Mr. Feather has hands, not a lot of hands, but you got the two blades. Meanwhile, the man coming to, you know, wait to pick him up. They having a fight. It's kind of one sided. Then it's kind of even out. And then Mr. Feather mess around and cut a piece of the afro. Uh oh. Mess with the fro. You gotta go. Man plow nunchucks out his belt buckles. Beats the shit out of him, ties his arms together. You start punching him about, you know, nine times. And eventually, Mr. You know, the man see all this. He's like, he's failed me. Leave him. Mr. Feather does not like this shit at all. <laughs> like, you ain't gonna leave me. Jumps onto the helicopter, trying to hide on. Undercover brother, pull out the pick, swing at him, hits him in square in the ass. Falls <laughs> off the helicopter, and then gets swallowed by a shark. Yes. He's playing himself out like a sucker. <laughs> Where, the punk ass. Where did this Let's shit out. come from? Let's out. Get out, dog. Where did this so shit come time, from? The whole time he was like, he was part of it too. <laughs> ah, so he got escaped. He's like, he don't have his shoes. The island about to blow up. And then he jumps out in his pants, a parachute pants. He glides all down. And they say like the man got away, but they saved the day. And it's like everybody unified, black, white coalition, playing love train. And so the explosion is still happening. And as it's exploding, everybody started running. You just hear Dave Chappelle, oh shit, rocks are falling. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the hell? (laughs) Hey, get up out of there. Yeah, basically. And then they get out there, and then you see. Um, undercover brother with his car still rock, you know, still driving it, you know, parking a good way, chilling with his soda. He plays Snoop Dogg Lucy Cali song. We want the funk remix. Yes, and we have ending credit scenes, which I didn't know anything about. Talk about him, Jeffrey. Uh, so the first one is, I guess it's supposed to be him, just how cool he is. So he's going inside a car wash, getting his car washed with no top. So he's getting wet. Everything's getting wet. He's getting dried. He comes out clean as the car. So that was not, that was just, I guess, you know, the cool thing. All right. So the last final scene is him and sister girl making out in the bed. And uh, Denise Richards character shows up. It's like, yeah, I thought you invited me. You know, basically he invited her over too and said they were going to have a threesome. And he knows sister girl's not down for that shit. So he's trying to play it off right now. He said, you want to be the cream in your Oreo cookie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he's like you gotta go bitch you gotta get out of here or whatever so he closed the door to face she's still at the door just begging for him or whatever and yeah the movie kind of ends right there you put it put, undercover brother full of shit just to let you know he, mm-hmm. he, he's still chasing after that white uh, white ass <laughs> that white show chasing after that white ass oh I know but you said it'd be okay like trust me um, black, you have to kind of ease black women in that, and, and a white woman, uh, uh-uh. I've seen, tw- I've seen twice. Yeah, uh, and and I can't believe I actually saw that movie. 
that, that whole thing is about. Let's have a threesome. <laughs> I never seen it before, but it's with Kenya Moore, Gary Dordan, and somebody else. The whole thing is like they a couple. Their sex life kind of boring, and he want to convince his woman to have a threesome. Oh, okay. This breaks up, and it, and it goes sideways. <laughs> Basically, a porn over rated R, right? Gotcha. It's not the sex ain't really graphic. Like the sex ain't part is the whole idea is like why you want to do this. You try to force me to do it. All right, I'll do it because I love you. And then it's like where you get the girl from. I'm a little stranger. And then the girl's kind of scammer because she got some dude that know. And then it's messy. Yeah. They, they end up having a sequel too. Oh, good lord. Anyway, <laughs> that was undercover brother. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, and I'm sure if you listen to us, you have seen it. But if you haven't seen it, you just listen to this. We don't do it any justice. I mean, we do as best as we can, but you got to watch it yourself. It's a fun comedy, and you have a good time. It's a little dated. Some jokes are a little dated, so you may not get it. It may go over here if you're a certain age. Well, most comedies, that's the whole thing why people say when you write stuff or do stuff, you keep pop culture references to a minimum because if you do too much, you date stuff. Yeah. And it's like time frame like some stuff age better than others because like you just talk about things it's absolutely a, a fantastic movie um yeah uh it's really nothing in the imdb trivia about the movie uh so we won't even dive into it any much more but next week uh, we have a movie on the agenda and we are going to do this Prince in his first motion picture. Before he created the music, he lived every bit of it. Too much for the one thing that meant everything. <laughs> His music. Prince. The story. The struggle. The movie. Purple Rain. Yeah, so we wish to struggle. He wished his whole life. It's music. Like he made Malcolm X. (laughs) Yeah, so we could do Purple Ray next week. Uh, It's been highly talked around, talked about from me and Shahid if we're going to do it. I chose that I'm just going to do it. It's Black History Month. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. But it is. Some things that we're gonna dive into in this movie you haven't seen that with is not good, and it's how they treat women in this movie, and coming from Prince, yuck. But um, yeah, we're doing that next week. Uh, other than that, 
I know we usually talk about movies we jumped into a saw this week. And I'm going to talk about something I just watched the last night. And I haven't watched this in years. And I forgot how good it was. I watched Dog Day Afternoon. I was up. I could not go to sleep. It was like around maybe 1.32. And I was just like, oh, okay, I got to find something to watch. <clears throat> and I was on HBO Max. And I saw that was um, they have it on there. So I was just like, I ain't seen this in years. Let me watch it. My God, man, Al Pacino is phenomenal in that movie. Yeah. I, it's, been, it's just been so long. And I know, like, I, even on this show, you know, I have Al Pacino jokes. Older Al Pacino, you know, acting and stuff. And, you know, just certain things that he do now. Pacino in it up, like, as I like to call it. But, I mean, when he was in his prime, and good Lord, man, that man is just amazing to watch on film. Uh, but other than that... Anything you want to talk about that you saw? I mean, we all watched the Super Bowl last night, but that's either here or there. Uh, I mean, um, I've been watching the same thing everybody else been watching. Um, I watched WandaVision. Oh, my God. And <sighs> I have, and one thing I real that it really sunk through is, and we kind of talked about it off the air, is that Kevin Feige and Marvel are working on a whole different difficulty level compared to their, their competition. Mm-hmm. It is, and the fact that it's almost unfair where they get to use so many things because it's kind of like it's not just stuff they're doing. They built on, and as time go by, two decades worth of stuff. Right, because they get to build on everything that they set since Iron Man dropped, and they get to use stuff that Sony and Fox did. Because if somebody would have told you. I want to say three years ago that on the streaming service, you're going to watch a show about the Scarlet Witch and the Vision. And it's going to be on a streaming service that Disney owns. And on one of the episodes, it pops up. Her brother pops up. And it's the Quicksilver from X-Men and not Ultron. What would you say? You lying and make it make sense. It's like, ain't no way in the world makes it. You remember when Hugh Jack was like, you know, I only want to do Wolverine again if I got to be an Avengers. Everybody was like, well, that shit ain't happening, so I guess you ain't going to be Wolverine anymore. Look at this now. Yeah, like, everything is wide open again. You can, like, you can do what you want now. And it's like, seeing that, and the whole the whole thing, they're playing like, wow, they recast Pietro. It's like, that joke works on multiple levels. And it's like, they know how it's going to hit. It's something you wouldn't expect. Because, like, you knew they were going to do the X-Men, but you, everyone assumed, well, it's going to be brand new or anything like that. And you still don't know how they're going to go with it because people are like, they ain't really him or I don't know. It's like, people don't know and they hate not knowing because, like, I need to know what's going on or it's like, I want it done my way. And I've always been like, you know what? Appreciate the ride. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that. And I've seen people recently say, oh, I stopped watching after episode two or after episode three. I was like, oh, really? I said, you should go back and watch it. It got really good. Oh, it's too slow for me. I'm like, yeah, people want that. I want to watch it all in one thing. And I blame Netflix for that, which is a good and bad thing. But you see now how it's the bad thing because now everybody expected from Marvel to do that, Disney. or put everything out at one time. No. Oh, Let the story play out. Let it cook. Uh, so, yeah. I guess I was the one who's had a nostalgia and had to go back and look at old movies. But yeah, uh, that was good. We did get to see the Super Bowl. Shout out to Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers and their fans. 
Uh, that's all I'll say about that. Yes, Tom Brady got seven. Y'all don't need to do anything extra. <laughs> Conduct yourselves like y'all normally would if it was somebody. <laughs> if it was somebody else, I won't mention over here. Good Lord. Uh, anything else? No, we'll get up out of here because I know you got uh, things to do. Uh, if you uh, want to leave a review for us on this show or any of the shows we did, please leave them on iTunes, reviews, star ratings. It helps us out to get our show out there more so people can hear. Uh, you actually can go back and listen to the wrestling show from last week. If you're a wrestling fan, if you haven't listened to it yet, listen to me and Manny Brown talk about uh, the Royal Rumble. And we should be back after the next pay-per-view, probably Elimination Chamber, because I'm only doing two a month. If y'all want to hear more wrestling from me, uh, yeah, you better go from other places because I'm not going to talk wrestling every week. Um, other than that, yeah, uh, social media, Jeff versus the world on Twitter, Facebook, the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. Uh, Shahid, if you want to give your info out, I made my Twitter public again. I had it private. And it was fun. If you're like, oh, I miss me. Oh, I see your stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, is it still Philly drugs? It's still Philly. Yeah. Drugs. Still, still Philly drugs. And I don't know how. Cause I don't know how long I'm gonna keep it the way it is. Because yeah, it's the whole thing is like Twitter is funny where it's just us talking and hoping people will respond. It's like we're just talking out loud and like we just want to respond or respond to people. We just want to have a conversation and it's like a lot of people are lonely. Well, or a lot of people just want to say stuff just to say stuff. Like that's some stuff is like we can wrap up with this. We won't be on too long. Hey, I was seeing the stuff on Twitter I was seeing yesterday about so many things. Like y'all don't like anything. Y'all just say stuff that can be. I didn't know the thing. The weekend is our generation. Michael Jackson. Or oh, I mean, I didn't know people was because I saw people making fun of people saying that. I'm like, who was saying that? And then I saw people saying it, and I'm like. What? But it didn't even start there. It started with oh, you know, uh, Cena ain't as big as y'all think he is. Kenny Omega, no, Kenny Omega is bigger. He ain't doing all this. No, that whole thing is like I just ignored that because that sound that came from like <laughs> that's some some nonsense. And people are like, oh yeah, you see, Batista and Cena got commercials. I'm like, they're movie stars. Of course they got commercials. Like I'm not even going to yeah acknowledge that because it sound asinine. <laughs> like. <laughs> He ain't a real star like Kenny Omega. I'm like, come on now. Like, we really have a kind of, like, I have learned, and I'm trying to do a better job and doing a better job. If I see something stupid, I don't got to respond. You absolutely have, because I know maybe a couple of months back or a couple of weeks back, you would have responded to certain stuff. Yeah, I'm like, it's dumb. Let somebody else respond. Like, I don't need to point out dumb stuff. Like, they just want to put... It's dumb. I'm not gonna change their mind. It's rarely so my mind get changed. Let somebody else fight those battles. Like when people just say something, like they gonna say stuff. They they may never believe what they say. Why that gotta be my fight? Yeah. Like, uh, somebody else do that. So I want to pay him off. But that weekend thing cracked me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm indifferent to the weekend. I know people who like him. I know people who don't. It's like I miss this old stuff. We talk about drugs. I'm like, well, fine, whatever you like. I didn't know it was like after. I can see y'all say about Bruno Mars. But the week I'm like, he don't even dance. 
That's something. Oh, yeah, that's something women pointed out, and they were right for like. I'm like Beyonce out here putting the thing on where she got put on a watch list. Katy Perry jump, you know, Katy Perry jumping off, you know, riding stuff. People riding on poles. Um, Lady Gaga jumping off buildings. The weekend just out here walking. Oh yeah, I heard that. It's like, <clears throat> I, uh, I, yes, the difficulty level for women performing and men performing are like it's. It is extreme, like it is noticeable. Whereas, like men can do the bare minimum, and they get called like that, and it's like. So, from what I heard, what I've heard about him particularly is that he's an introvert. So, being an introvert, I can understand certain things, but then I still don't understand certain things. So, yeah, I saw a lot of people who are fans of his. Real, oh, you know, that's big for him to even just doing that because he usually just. I mean, himself. I don't mind that. Yeah, it was fine. Like yeah, I just, fine. I'm not a weekend I fan. I didn't have an issue with the performance. Like the poor performance device, the people even loved it or hated. It. I was kind of like, it's, it's fine. It's COVID. You shouldn't be doing no. How can we have extra guests? I'm like, no, chill out. We still got a pandemic going on. You know, I'm see Drake up there getting sick. Did he still blow his ACL a while ago playing pickup basketball, probably with some teenager. But that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just the whole thing is like he ain't Michael Jackson. I think people, it's the whole when people do hyperbole, it's like people go overboard with stuff. It's like, oh, yes, yeah, the weekend is good, but it's like it's, Michael Jackson was going was. Was peeping his head out of a window, and a hundred thousand people show up. He would go to any country, country, and he would have thousands to millions of people outside the building fainting, Faint. falling out, chasing them, all uh, types of like you, y'all. If you didn't live it, you'll never understand. You could go to YouTube and look, look at it, and you might have some type of you know epiphany, like oh shit, yeah, it was different, it's, but and it's different where we lived it. Yeah, I remember seeing that shit, and I'm like, "This shit is crazy." I I said an example. Purple Rain, the movie, made seventy million dollars mm-hmm. in the eighties. Right, budget for seven. You think if the weekend made a movie now, it makes seventy million dollars? Nope. No offense to Bruno Mars made a movie. No offense nope. to them. Like Britney Spears was the biggest star alive, and she tried movies. How'd that go? How go when Mariah Carey tried it? Mm-hmm. It's different. Like everybody came, yeah, it's different when you tell like everybody ain't Michael Jackson or Janet Jackson. Like everybody ain't like this. So it's like let the weekend be the weekend. But it's like no, Michael Jackson was like Michael Jackson, where it was a time when the three most powerful people on the planet was probably him, Jordan. And the the Pope or Diego Maradona, like it's and, worldwide about who he was. And I'm not gonna sleep. I mean, we we can talk about this, but go back and just look at Janet Jackson herself, especially around that R- Rhythm Nation time. Yeah, go so back I'm and check that shit out. Yeah, I know. I knew she was probably because Prince was salty as hell. He stole my side. He used to play her song to my. That's really my song. He stole my shit. <laughs> I didn't know the story about that till this weekend. I didn't know that was a thing, but no, it's kind of like I just use that example. People just say things just to say things. It's like just relax about the whole because you can easily prove stuff, and it just kind of it. Twitter turned me off Sunday. Oh, it was bad. It was real. Like this, the first time I ever just looked at Twitter and was just like gross. This ain't the first time, but I'm like, this is the first big thing we've had in a long time. 
And it just reminds me of when it's like, I hate, you know, don't be on Twitter during big events because people just say so. They either hate everything or they mock stuff or it's like, you know, I don't care what you about Pat Mahomes. You can convince me Tom Brady all the greatest all time. There ain't nothing to say. No, Pat right. Mahomes out there like Wolverine <laughs> fighting Sentinels by himself. <laughs> it's like we all see that. Tom Brady had nothing to do with that. And that's the thing that come with football. Why people talk about the whole football coming other sport, like a lot of sports. Basketball, you play offense and defense. Hockey, you play offense and defense. Baseball, you normally play offense and defense. Football is one or the other. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes ain't out there trying to rush Tom Brady to sack. It's like Tom Brady's responsible for what he does. Ain't got nothing. He ain't responsible for stopping Pat Mahomes to sack scoring. Like he ain't out there. He's not, he's, he does nothing like his actions are limited to what his actions are. And it has an impact on what Patrick Mahomes does. Well, not really. It's like when Pat Mahomes out there, Tom Brady is nowhere on the field. Has nothing to do with that. But Tom Brady get the credit. I see, oh, there's no argument there. And it's the, you know, he's the best of all time. He never going, nobody going to ever win that many rings. Nobody ever going to win. You think Pat Mahomes is done? He like what? Early 20s? Yeah, that's what, oh, that's what, because. Oh, he's going to win like he's going to be Aaron Rodgers. That's what Tony Romo and uh, all the other analysts on ESPN, oh, you know, if he don't beat Tom Brady, he ain't going to catch him. Okay. I'm like, did nobody say did Tom Brady get disqualified for being the best of all time when he lost to Nick Foles? I'm like, and, I, <laughs> nobody, blame, and nobody blame Tom Brady because Tom Brady played his ass off. Nick Foles also played his ass off, and it was like Tom Brady made two mistakes. Nick Foles only made one. That's why they lost. But it was like, you don't. That's it's also too. I just think people forget about it. if y'all want to see all these numbers and shit like that and really break it down in numbers. I know Joe Montana somewhere like I never lost. Fuck are y'all mm-hmm. talking about right now? And it was it was a lot harder for me. <laughs> I never lost. It's, that's why I don't get uh, sports arguments. It gets to a point where it just gets stupid. And you know, the most important thing it really it didn't sink in before. And I, I first noticed it in NBA Twitter, but I didn't really pay any mind because it's like they get on Chris Jericho and the hell with Chris Jericho. He ain't necessary. I'm like a lot of Twitter. You got I, one thing I tend to forget. We're gonna wrap up. A lot of people on Twitter like in their 20s, like teenagers. And I have to remind myself of that because it's like, I remember when I was in my 20s, I was saying some real stupid shit. <laughs> I was. Not, not as dumb as some of the stuff I see now, but I was saying some dumb stuff. I look at like some Facebook posts I used to post back and I was like, wow, I was, ugh, I'm glad I grew out of that, that nonsense. Well, it's kind of like, you don't realize you interact like it's people half your age. So what they gonna like? I don't have a lot of friends under the age of thirty for a reason. Like they haven't lived life, and the ones who do is kind of like I treat them like adults. While understand it's like, yeah, they different. Like you twenty seven, you have a out, you know, you have a certain viewpoint. Like I'll be forty two in a couple weeks. I mean, I got a double digit. I got like a double digit experience thing. This ain't like I'm forty two acting like I'm twenty. It's like you live lifelong, you see more stuff. More yeah. aware of things, and it's like, why am I getting a conversation that they don't? They literally don't know any better. Yeah, they just going off what they see. And what they see, you know, and it's the same thing. Like you know, we get a LeBron and Jordan thing. It's like you can look at numbers, but if you didn't see Michael Jordan, then it's going. You going to look at it like I don't. You don't really know. Like yeah. you didn't see it. it it's does. different if you. It's different if you saw it. The doc can only help so much. 
Because you know it was only it was only a couple of days of talking about it. Oh, I see what everybody was saying. Then it's he, over again. You think about he, LeBron. He he playing against plumbers. I'm like, <laughs> word. You saying like I'm like he played he had overlap with Kobe Bryant. I never heard nobody saying Kobe Bryant was playing with plumbers. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, like, he got better guy. by the time Kobe came. Athletes got better in basketball. Yeah. You know, here's a perfect example of that whole athletes got thing. Look at LeBron James. Now look at his draft class. Where, where the rest of his draft class at? Done. Done. Been done. A Carmelo Anthony about to be done. They've been done. Most time you hit your 30s, you, you it's a wrap. By the time you're 33, 34, you're done. You got people saying he's getting better. Like, what? That don't, that's not supposed to happen. And they say, yeah, because he's a, he got, you know, Weapon X Pro now. He got HGH. <laughs> like, well, I'm going to fix his hairline. I'm like, I love people thinking about, oh, well, they would never do anything. Clearly, he's using HGH. And like, you trying to tell me he'd be able to do that and nobody would snitch? Nobody. Nobody. It's the same thing. Oh, Michael Jordan. He had a gambling suspension. It was secret, and nobody said nothing. The most popular athlete on the planet got suspended right before a new TV deal at the height of his powers for gambling, and nobody said nothing. Mm. A Rock kept the secret. I remember hearing. I was like, "Do y'all pay attention to some of the stuff y'all say?" <laughs> or y'all just say it for vibes I'm like come on now it's like uh, yeah but I'm used to it now because I hear people say, oh you know obviously he won he was Kyrie Irving with like look Steve Nash Kyrie Irving was more skilled than Alan Iverson I'm like yeah y'all just be saying it. yeah y'all just yeah, forget yeah, right. and I'm like he played against Alan Iverson yeah he so know he better, better. He knows. He know, I know you want to hype up your man Kyrie, and Kyrie is very skilled and talented. But I'm like, come on. If he would have said the opposite, Kyrie probably wouldn't play no more this season. Allen Iverson, <laughs> yeah, Allen Iverson was an Olympian level athlete. Yeah, that was at his size. But pal like, for pal, one of the one of the best. And I'm like, does we just say things? And moral of the story is. Don't say nothing you can't back up. You don't need don't engage in hyperbole. Just do your thing and be upfront and honest. And let lead the somebody else. Well with that. with that, we will close out. So next week, Purple Rain, uh, I will let you guys know on Twitter if it's streaming anywhere. Uh other than that, y'all stay safe. We'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>